G'day teabaggers, it's Will here. Uh, quick message before this episode. I recorded it a while ago, as you'll find out at the end, when I say that I was going to put it up this week, and then of course didn't for about another three weeks, or a month, or whatever it's been. It's with Daniel Sloss. This is the first time I've had Daniel Sloss on the podcast. I love Daniel Sloss. He's one of the funniest young comedians in the world, one of the funniest comedians in the world. Uh, if you're in Edinburgh, at the Edinburgh Festival, his show really... Uh, is on at venue uh, 150 at EICC, 8.30 uh, most nights. So check out Daniel Sloss at the Edinburgh Fringe. If you are in Edinburgh and want to see me perform, I will be doing fan fiction, comedy and set list on the 9th. On the 10th, I've got prompter. On the 12th, I've got prompter. On the 13th, I've got set list. On the 14th, I've got prompter and uh, late night variety show that night. On the 15th, I'm doing a set list. On the 16th, I've got a late night variety show. I've got set list and I've got prompter. And on the 17th, I'm doing a late night variety show as well. There'll probably be some other shows as well. Uh, but I'm basically, they're the ones that I've got locked in at the moment. There'll definitely be some more fan fictions and stuff. But uh, Saturday the 9th, uh, fan fiction, that's the 100th show they've ever done. So it's going to be a huge episode. Um, Hey, I want to uh, plug Podfest, LA Podfest. Uh, come along and see us at that. That'd be brilliant. Uh, when Charlie and guest Charlie number one come together uh, for the first time since the podcast split. So that's going to be a huge one. Now, we are up against Marin on the night. We're up against WTF, uh, the world's biggest podcast. So <laughs> it'd be cool if you could come to Podfest and and come and see the Tofop show. That'd be cool. We're on 7 o'clock Saturday night, which is a great slot, but yes, it is up against Marin, so uh, please come and see us. Uh, buy a t-shirt at a store if there's any left, and if you're buying for Podfest, I will post the link again on our Facebook page and on my Twitter and stuff like that. Uh, you can find the link to book through that, and we get a little kickback on that. Uh, last but not least, some Australian shows. Uh, I am coming to Darwin, Perth, and Kalgoorlie. Those, all those shows are now on sale. When you hear this, those shows are on sale. Darwin, Perth and Kalgoorlie. Uh, Perth, thank you to the people who have been buying in Perth. We've sold like a ridiculous, uh, you know, there's a couple of thousand tickets have already gone and they, they only officially went on sale Thursday morning. That's just on the pre-sale. So getting quick if you want to come see the show in Perth. Justin Hamilton doing support for Darwin, Perth and Kalgoorlie shows. Uh, and if you want to see Justin, you can see him at the Edinburgh Fringe. His show's going really, really well. Or you could follow his podcast about the Edinburgh Fringe on Can You Take This Photo, Please. Uh, what else can I tell you? Um, uh, this is pretty much it. Oh, uh, if you're in Sydney, there's a lot of people been asking about uh, Illuminati. I only did a couple of shows during the Sydney Comedy Festival. Am I going to do another season in Sydney? Well, Sydney, keep January 19th clear. That's all I will say. We're going to do something big, something special. January 19th. So keep that night free if you're listening in Sydney and you want to see Will Luminati. All right, that's enough of me plugging things and uh, all that sort of nonsense. Uh, I hope you really enjoy this podcast. If you do, hit up Daniel Sloss on Twitter and let him know that you heard him here on the podcast. Um, look, we, we talk about religion and stuff and things like that. And as you always know uh, on this podcast, you know, I, I just invoke my general dickhead rule. I say the things that I think, but that doesn't mean they have to be the things that you think. And, uh, um, Daniel's probably a little bit more uh, certain about some things <laughs> that I am. Uh, but as always, I just hope you enjoy these uh, conversations. And uh, I really enjoyed this one. So I hope you dig it too. Uh, Daniel Sloss. 
The following episode of FOFOP is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. FOFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Tofop. Ironically, I'm not relaxed. (laughs) (laughs) I'll cut that off the top. Uh, Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson and uh, guest Charlie Clawson. I didn't explain that, but you don't need to know. Guest Charlie Clawson, first time guest Charlie Clawson. I was going to say our first Scott, but you're not our first Scott. Wendy Wason's a Scott. So, oh, she is. Uh, Daniel Sloss. Hello, Daniel. How are you? Good, good. How are you? I'm good, mate. It's so nice to have you on. We've been like uh, we've been promising to do this for a long time. And Two it just... years, because it was last year. Oh, no, sorry, a year and a half, because it was last year's Sydney Comedy Festival. Right. At the top of the Sydney Tower. That's right. That. that was that secret gig. Yes, exactly. That's yeah. exactly what it was. We were doing a gig, uh, and it was like the Sydney Comedy Festival put on a... Like for their, I guess their most dedicated fans, yeah. or and the yeah, so the, it's a secret gig where the audience don't know where they're going. They basically, Sydney Comedy Festival turns up yep. and goes, "Get in the van!" Right? They, ki- the they fans, kidnap an audience. Yeah, and, yep. the, and the audience just be go, "Yeah, sure." Like I wouldn't, sure. I wouldn't do this if this was any other stranger. For right. years of my life, I've been told never to get in a van with a stranger. But now that I've paid to get in a right. van with a stranger, of course I'll do it. <laughs> and it's fine that there's clowns in here, right? Because it's a comedy festival. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah, this is, yeah, of course. It's just, this um, is nothing weird, right? And they blindfold them as well. Uh, really? Yeah. I did so not know that They happened. blindfold them so they can't work out where they're going until they're there. That's because oh the year God. before, when it wasn't in the tower, it was in one of the, it was in one of the legs of the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. So they blindfold it, which is you literally paying for a hostage situation. Okay. And just, <laughs> and just hoping it ends in comedy. <laughs> Whereas the opposite to some gigs that start as comedy and end in a hostage situation. <laughs> yeah. Just advice for any kidnappers out there. If you, want a kid, if you want people to, if you're tired of kidnapping not making you any money, right. put on a secret gig. People will pay you 30 bucks. And then get in a van willingly and oh, get blindfolded. And by the way, uh, <laughs> comics don't really look through the background of the people who are booking them gigs. No, never. If you pay the comics enough, they'll do your gig. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm there. They I won't ask any questions. Yeah, you don't ask their names. You just nod. You money guy. Right. I'll go talk to the money guy. The money guy, right? I don't, I don't care where he's making his money. If he's got some he's kidnapping business and a successful business, that's not my fault. He's a side job. He's moonlighting. Right. I might have moonlighting. Yeah, I'm fine this, with that. In this economy... <laughs> So, yes, that is the the time we promised. The gig was up the top of the, like, the uh, whatever the tallest tower in the middle of Sydney is. And there's kind of like a restaurant or like a, you know, a bar or whatever where you can, like, look around the the sides of it. The center point tower or something like that. It's up the top of that. And you just look out and see all of Sydney. And then you get the most beautiful view in the world. And then you're paying the the audience are paying to not look at the view. Not look at that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we're the best. There's some dickhead shouting in the corner (laughs) going, don't look at the view. Don't look at the billion dollar view look What's at something you could see for eight dollars at any comedy room around this town on youtube that's like literally there's no reason i've done a few of those gigs where you go like i was in i did a gig in bali uh-huh and, and it was a, a sunset room where basically there was no roof you just watched the sun sunset and i was on genuinely in front of the sunset as it was going down messing it and people were in the crowd listening to me like what the 
the you most like, beautiful thing yeah. in the world. You were like, guys, yeah. like I've heard this before. That sunset's great, but you know what else is great? My dick. Right. Let's talk about my dick. Well, here's what I would say. Even like you should have stopped and you said, look, <laughs> hey, I respect myself and I respect that like I have an art form that is worth appreciating. But you can find all these jokes on YouTube. Yeah. Look at that sunset right now. Yeah. <laughs> But you don't get paid for that. Yeah. <laughs> you would be the worst comedian in the world if people paid you to go, guys, I have a YouTube channel. Just, right. I'm not going to do it now, but just go. go no, I like to think that you're some sort of like spiritual guru comedian. Like you're deconstructing comedy. I mean, you're taking, because what you're basically doing is that you go to venues, you gather people together, yeah. and then you get them to appreciate. Alone time and silence. Well, the, no, you get them to what appreciate. You? you get them to appreciate what's actually going on around them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean it's a message? You're trying to say to them. You're going town to town saying, "Hey, I'm really funny, and you're here because you think I'm funny." But go home and watch that shit on YouTube right now. Let's just be in the moment. Yeah, look at that woman's hat. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the biggest scam since the kidnapping people to come to a comedy gig. Like, right. That's. I think I would love to just to. That would be the laziest way of doing this. Guys, let's just chill for a bit. It's like the, the little Britain sketch. Did you ever with the hypnotist? Yes. He did this. He did the sketch where he hypnotized the audience into thinking it was a good show, and right. then didn't perform. I, I mean, that is if you could do it. Yeah. Just con these. Ah, well, comedy's all a con anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so young to be so cynical. Yeah, I um. Yeah, if you could old. be uh, kidnapped. Uh, no, but in like a. But your, which celebrity would it be by? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, we ask this question every week. <laughs> it's just weird that today we got into it through Naturally. kidnapping, yeah, but like yeah. it's the first question every week. No, um, if it was some sort of like adventure thing, like, you know, like one of those high level. Say you become really rich and successful so much, so you've got so much money that you don't know what to do with your money. Okay. So you're like, you know what? I'm, I need to spend it on things that I get. I've bungee jumped already. I've skydived already. I want to have some sort of like real life adventure. Does the idea of the fact that you could be like kidnapped and put in like a kidnap situation to see how you would like react to that, like for fun and pleasure, like as a kind of real life game appeal to you at all? No. <laughs> all right. Then. We have to cancel some plans for the next hour and a half. <laughs> who are they? I was going to ask who the two guys from Balaclavas were. I was, I was curious. I told him that our podcast recording expert. Yeah. It was weird when you took my phone off me at the start of the interview and then frisked me. I I've said just so that. it wouldn't ring while we were doing the podcast. Tell your mum you're yeah. at home and you're fine and you're just going to the beach. We're doing pod kidnapping now. That's what we're doing. We lure comedians over to my house. Podnapping. And podnapping. We're yeah. doing podnapping. <laughs> Well, to be honest, podcasting was making no money for anyone but Chris Hardwick and Mark Maron. Maybe <laughs> yeah. Ricky Gervais. The rest of us. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. you know. We gotta, you, gotta, you gotta do it. The rest kidnapping. of us had to resort to some podnapping. I want to ask you a question to you. Would, be, if you, would you want to be kidnapped? Is that an experience? It's like watching horror films. I don't watch horror films. And uh-huh. people go, why not? Because like, I don't... Being scared isn't a fun feeling. I don't get anything from that. It's not... I, I, I watch porn because I enjoy orgasms. Uh-huh. I don't watch horror films because I don't enjoy... Fucking crying. <laughs> right. Well, you've never tried masturbating to horror films. That's what you... <laughs> Is that what I'm... That's what you're missing out on. <laughs> Here's a Johnny. Right. It's, if you yeah, think about yeah. it, the only people who are really making like eight sequels these days are the porn industry and, <laughs> and horror, horror films, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I always love a porn is sequel. There, is there more I always love films? when it's big jugs and hard anal 19. Like, you're like, oh, no, I, you know what? I trust this franchise. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. If you got to 19, that's good. <laughs> that's yeah, right. yeah. The budget's only getting bigger. And the vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, no, because I think that I, as a person, and again, maybe this is a thing as we get older and we'll get to something that actually, you know what, let's get to this right now and we can get back to that. Uh, we won't. <laughs> we probably won't. <laughs> <We're> now- <laughs> Just for the listeners at home. It's done. It's oh, dead no, now. No, it's no. All- <laughs> They've heard this podcast before. <laughs> okay. they, they understand how it works. <laughs> they right then were like, if they're playing the drinking game at home, they're all drinking at the moment that we <laughs> that I abandoned a story that I will never come back to. I'll probably tell the same story three times in this podcast, yeah, yeah, but yeah. that story... But never get to the end. It's gone forever. We're just teasing them. Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, you got here a little bit early. Very nice of you. Very punctual. Oh, well done in LA in particular to get somewhere early. I think one of the most important things in the world, like you're very British, is being on time. You, you have to be on time. That's okay. Just... I re- I, you know what? I do not know that about you and I like you more because of that. No. I, I'm also a person who believes in that. If you're a minute late, if, if we say meet at five and you're not there by uh-huh. 5.45, to me you're late. Right. Like, and I, every for every minute you're late, I want mm-hmm. a sphere and you to phone me and explain why you're, and uh-huh. you better be running. Right. You better be running. Okay, so you've refuted the point I was about to make a Which little is, bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Which Sorry. is, I think that if you get to places early, you are a more relaxed person. I honestly believe that we can make the world a little bit nicer because yeah. I think that most of the time when we're angry is when we're running late. Yeah. If you think about like your road rage or your unre- – you know how like sometimes you'll get yeah. unreasonably angry at somebody for walking slowly in the street oh, but it's only God, because yeah. you're late. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's Normally, not, you just, yeah. you'll, it's the hypocrisy of like, I will hate the guy that's walking slow, but if I'm not in a rush, I'll be the slow guy. Like, right. Screw you guy behind me. Why are you in a hurry? You don't matter. Right. Yeah. And so all of that to me is about time pressure. Like, I think if you get to places early, you relax yourself, but then you kind of negated that with the anger you get for every minute that the other person's oh, yeah. not there. It's, <laughs> it's rude. It's rude. And so how dare you be late? I could have been doing other things. I could have been late, but I wasn't. Uh-huh. Mm. I think that might be the... I don't know where I got that from. This my, well, my mum, uh, my family are notoriously always too early. If a party says, it starts at 8, uh-huh. 7.30, like, of course. Right. When and I get annoyed whenever I throw parties and uh-huh. you do the, like, oh, it's from 9 until blank, because we don't know when this party's going to end. Mm. If you're not that nine, like nine, not ten, don't be fashionably late. Yeah. When was that ever a fashion? Occasionally, they should fuck those people off by finishing it at like nine thirty-two. They like you guys, I said. Well, did you not see the dash? Yeah, it was, that meant it could finish at yeah. any time. Well, you assumed it was a late party. Right. Okay, right. Oh, we can't well. all be anarchists. Some of us, have, <laughs> some of us have morning jobs, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is what I needed to get to, was you got here a little bit early, which was great, and uh, you interrupted me mid-Facebook message to my mum, which mm-hmm. is never, if my mum and I are talking on Facebook, I love my mum, I need to point this out, she's a wonderful, wonderful woman, which is why the thing that I'm about to say is like, <laughs> hurts me so much, you know, if she was a terrible woman, I wouldn't give a shit. Yeah, Okay. Uh, so my grandmother, I'm very lucky at my age to still have a grandmother. Yeah. Um, my grandmother, Irene, who was a pretty hardy woman, you know, really like, you know, her husband died 20 years ago. She's, um, she had a spill last week, um, fell over and broke a hip. So she had she to have a partial, spill. had a spill. You call it having a spill? Isn't that what having a spill is? No, a spilling is, well, I wouldn't spill. That would be rude. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> to demonstrate it for the sake of a just podcast. On your podcast. Yeah. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> the spill is like me pouring out this wine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, she had like a turn. She had like a, a, you know, she fell over. She had an old lady fall over and she like uh, broke her hip. Don't okay. laugh at my no, name. No, no, this no is serious. You'll feel bad about where this had is going. An old lady fall okay, over. yeah, no, you're right. It was my language that was the problem, not your lack of no, empathy. <laughs> so, um, 
she, she had to go to the hospital and at her age getting surgery at that age is like she's she um hasn't been eating and they haven't been able to get her to eat and it's painful for her to eat. yeah anyway it's it's pretty bad and so mum who's her daughter and my auntie Lyndall are now on like shifts looking after her. and I've been really worried because I'm like way away from home and I yeah. hope that this is not going to be like you know the terrible end stuff and then Okay, so that's all terrible by itself. Yeah, great podcast news. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sorry. I have to set the scene for the next thing is. I also last week did a show over here, a popular web series that's mm. on a you know proper web network, Jash, right, uh, called Getting Dug With High. And it's Doug Benson's uh, kind of TV podcast uh, TV show. Yeah. Gets about 80,000, you know, sort of viewers a week, I think, an episode, that sort of thing. Wow. So it's like a popular little thing. And... Um, they smoke pot on the show. That's what the show is. Yeah. You're getting dug with high. Like, and uh, does exactly what it says on the tin. It, it's like it, snakes it, on a plane. Nobody ever asked right. what snakes on a plane was about. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like we get to the point. Yeah. We understand. Uh, fully there. Pulp fiction. Yeah, I have to guess. Lone Survivor. Snake. Okay, I'm happy I, with I, it. I got it. I'm getting, yeah. In fact, spoiler alert. Mm. You've ruined the end of the film for me before it's begin. <laughs> right. No, no. Some people just want to know. How many of these guys get out? One? Okay, I'm fine. <laughs> Somebody look up what loan means. Yeah, I was genuinely disappointed when his friends died, and I should have seen it coming. But I totally, so stupid, did not see it coming. Would have been a great twist. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. all survived. Yeah, they all survived. Yeah. No, no one dies. I watched snakes on a plane, and then I was like, no way. No way. There are snakes on this plane. <laughs> <laughs> Every five minutes. I'm not quick. Yeah. I'm not quick is what I'm saying. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so, I, high. so I did this show yeah. and it's legal over here and it's a thing that like a lot of popular people have done like Dan Harmon who com- created Community was on the previous episode to me and Sarah Silverman's done it and a bunch of you know comics that I hang out Barack with Barack Obama uh, Barack Obama has done one has, yeah has done one <laughs> <laughs> well he has smoked pot Barack he Obama he has said that and he's the, president of the was, United yeah, States that so. was the um, that was always the dumb question it was asked it was always like oh did you smoke marijuana yes but I didn't inhale well you did it wrong right like what are you, you didn't smoke marijuana. You didn't smoke marijuana. No, you put you a joint in your mouth and then ruined everyone else's joint. Right. That's what you, you're an yeah. asshole. Hey, yeah, I'm not voting, I'm not you, voting for I'm you not, anymore. Yeah, for that reason. <laughs> yeah, were you just sitting there with a joint in your mouth? You right. fucking weirdo. Ruining everybody else's joint. Oh, just night. getting your fucking saliva on right. it. Right. Yeah, just yeah. Stand, oh. Like, probably gave someone herpes. We know where you've been <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> so I'm glad Barack Obama smoked pot. Okay. So, look, I did wonder. I probably assumed, and I just said, fuck it, I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-mm. Um, that, that it might make the newspapers in Australia. Because I guess in... Did they not know you smoke weed? Well, I mean, I talk about it in my shows and stuff, yeah. so it wasn't like I was... You know, it wasn't like, oh, my God. I always think about the comedians, though. Like, nobody gives a shit if we do anything. It's not like, local comedian seemed really drunk. Yeah, obviously. Right. <laughs> the other, but the difference is that in Australia, some people... like I, And this is exactly what you, I'm talking about. Yeah. I see myself as a comedian. Yeah. So in my community and the people that I care about, the people who are listening to this podcast, yeah. you know, the people who come and see the shows, the people who like, you know, support the things that I really love. Yeah. It's not a surprise to anyone in that yeah. community. They've already made the decisions about what they think about that in yeah. relation to me and um, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And every comic either is or was a drug addict. Right. <laughs> like that's, that is such an unbelievable rule. Like every comic I've ever met right. either is or 
or was a drug addict. Yeah. If you've enjoyed it, yeah. that part of whatever I'm doing yeah. to make it is because I get... Look, this podcast would not come out as often <laughs> if I didn't smoke <laughs> fun. Like, that is... It makes you... Amazingly, it makes you more productive. I mean, it does. It does. It really does. It's a performance-enhancing yeah, drug. Because you get paranoid about not having a career anymore. And right. you have to, yeah. I have to over-justify myself. <laughs> well, secondly, it got me a career opportunity here in the States. Like, you know, going on a show that is watched by 80,000 people, good like, move. for me, is actually... That's as good as I'm doing at the moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and... To people who watch web series are exactly going to be probably your fan base. Yeah. Anyone who watches a show about getting high, that's why I want in my crowd. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, they probably people, won't come out. They'll just yeah, stay they'll, home and watch the YouTube clips. Yeah, yeah. They would much prefer the gig where I come on stage and go, watch my YouTube clips. Yeah. Let's think about life. Yeah, man. Totally. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> they would love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Stare at the sunset. Oh, my God. He's oh, the best. Yeah. I do love I it. I don't know why I exist. Um, so, uh, anyway. So... Today, it's in the newspapers in Australia. So, I, look, I kind of... Well, in a, like a negative way? Well, in a... I mean, it's not in like a shock horror way. Yeah. It's in like a gossip. They have this thing in the paper. You might know this. You've mm. been in Australia a bit called Confidential. Do you know the confidential section? No. It's in the tabloid Murdoch well, newspaper. confidential then. No. <laughs> clearly, clearly mislabeled that. So, yeah, <laughs> right. And they're reporting on something that went out on the World Wide Web. So, again... <laughs> I've heard of that. It's not, I hear it's... But yeah, it's so not, not exactly... Like, I mean, and again, and that's why reporting on this sort of thing is like, I mean, I'm not hiding this. I, yeah. did, th- I did this on a show yeah, that went yeah. out it's on not, the web yeah, you, that was you recorded. Were the show. Yeah. <laughs> right. You weren't, wait, how did you guys find out about yeah. this, this public thing I did specifically for publicity purposes? Yeah. On purpose. On that's pur- right. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird that you found out about this. Yeah. I could have sworn that was just for me and Doug. Oh, it was like we were, I was getting edited by the internet. Yeah. <laughs> They were just like, get back on track. Right. Crying out loud. Yeah, please stop, because that'll make sure that you always get back to the stories. That finish you the story. Just finish one of these stories, for the love of God. Okay, so um, to recap, in case uh, people missed out on it. Previously on this podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Uh, we're here with Daniel Sloss, just in case you've just tuned in to a podcast 20 minutes in. <laughs> it's so funny, you're one of those people that tunes in a podcast and go, I'm going to start in the yeah. 21st minute, because right. why not? Because I'm an anarchist. You know what? They're not going to finish stories anyway. <laughs> I might as well tune does it, does in it matter. at any point. Right. I'll, I'll put it together myself. I may have more idea of what they're talking about than they do. Uh, all right. So I did this show, Getting Dug With High, and you smoke pot on the show. That's part of the show. Mm. I mean, that's the idea of the show. If you didn't that's... get high on the show, you'd be pissed off. Right. And there's a certain amount of pot that you have to smoke on the show. Like, because the well, like audience... Like a minimum or a maximum? Like, oh, at least a minimum. Like, they like... The audience like you to be consistently smoking and, like, consistently talking, I guess. I want to do this show now. This sounds perfect. Right. Okay. Well, just to be warned, it yeah. may end up in an Australian newspaper. <laughs> That's perfect for my right. career. I could use that right now. <laughs> yeah. So they reported it in, in confidential, like, you know, and they just like, you know, it was like Australian comic smokes mm. pot on US TV show. And and to their credit, I will give them this. Like they didn't, yeah, it wasn't histrionics, yeah. you know. It was like, you know, they took out some quotes that I said from the show about the fact that, you know, like that, uh, that it wouldn't be legal to do in Australia. And yeah. that I, because I did say it, like doing the show itself. And this is the main reason I yeah. did the show. Because like, 
smoking pot, as people who've listened to this podcast before know, is like something I came to later in life. And I'm certainly not a person who, you know, says it's right for everybody. I've seen mm. it do terrible things to people in the same way yeah. as I drink alcohol on stage in front of people. And I've and seen that do terrible yeah. things to people. Yeah. I just think that people don't really look at me as a role model. And I've never put myself up as a role model. I've, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't present myself as an unflawed person. I, if, if, if I do thing, something... You, yeah, 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 you put yourself forward because you're a comedian. You go, here, I'm a deeply flawed person. Right. Here are all my flaws. Yeah, yeah. And people have got to hear them, you know, through the journey. And, you know, you can judge them whichever way you want to judge them. Mm. But I'm, you know, I'm going to be who I am. And I like, and I smoke pot. And so the idea of going on a TV show, like, well, a web series where, where you, you could smoke pot. Do it. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'd be a hypocrite if I said no to that. Mm. Like, you know, like yeah. the problem is that people aren't willing to like in a place where it's legal, where I'm not breaking any and, laws. Yeah. 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 You, you, yeah. Yeah. I'm doing something that is completely, so there's no problem. So yeah. my only problem would have been me if you worrying said, yeah, 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 that, that it was going to exactly what's yeah. going to happen. Because then happen, if you, right? if you get worried about that, you're admitting that deep down you think it's wrong. Right. So yeah, no, I totally agree. But well, I also, I'm a hypocrite who wants to keep it secret or that I worry more about my career than being myself or any of that, yeah, you know, those yeah. sort of things. See, I think everyone that's worried, like I'm, I'm, I'm obviously on the same page as you, but I just think everyone should fucking smoke weed. Like everyone, that, everyone that goes, oh, I'm so anti-weed is exactly the person that needs to smoke it. Right. That, that is a good point. Like it's you, anyone who's against drugs is normally the person <laughs> who could really do with them. Right. Like I, I smoke it because... Because you're not my mum and I'm my own person. That's yeah. why I smoke weed. <laughs> well, that's the other thing that I had to, like, mm. I mean, I'm 40 years old. I can, I, I'm I a man. Yeah. Like, you know, I and. Make my own decisions. And you know what? And also, and this is not something that I would ordinarily, like, lean upon, mm. but I'm a person who's had a successful and productive career. Yep. You know, like, it's not. You know, so yeah, fuck no, it. Yeah. If I want to smoke a little bit of pot it's and I'm not enough, fucking yeah. hurting anybody. Yeah. If, I'm then, not, if I'm not driving and it's not, if I'm right. not smoking it to the point where I can't do my job. Right. What's, Who fucking cares? Drinking's worse. I have the, I have right. Drink, drinking kills way more people than yeah. marijuana. And we're right. all fine with that. Like, yeah. I'm all offended that yeah, he smoked but, pot. Yeah, I, yeah. I can barely enjoy this cigarette and Jack yeah. Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cigarettes to me blow my mind. I'm just like, that's right. a joint. But with none of the benefits. The joint with no fun <laughs> yeah. and all of the cancer. Yeah, like that's the dumbest version of that. That's right. like drinking, that's like getting all the bad stuff from alcohol, but none of the drunk. You're right. literally drinking something that tastes as bad as straight vodka, but you're not getting drunk. And the other thing is, like, I, I acknowledge the fact that, like, weed isn't for everyone. As in, like, you know, like, there are some people who have bad reactions to it or should, like, do find it hard to be productive if they, yeah. like, they get down that hole and stuff. But... That's about handling your high. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. drinking too much water can kill you. Yeah. Like, if you want to extend the stupid analogy of going just because something... Yeah, like, yeah, driving a, like, holding car in America has killed, like, 90 people yeah, in yeah. the last five years. And you know what I mean? Like illegal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You are aware how much we do just sound like stoners right now. I <laughs> understand. But if there's ever a time to have this conversation, it's when they're writing about me doing it in Australia's number one selling newspaper. Yeah. So, because uh, it's, you know, it's something I'm going to get asked about, obviously... 
like now, when, it, when anything's on the public record, it then becomes a thing that you know at least sometime in the future yeah. someone's going to bring it up and ask you about it, right? Can, by the way, can I just ask you a favor? This is my yes. challenge to you. Uh-huh. If it ever does come up in any medium, can you be smoking while you're giving your comments on it? Like I want like Australia's number one TV should be. Well, Anderson, you were recently found doing marijuana. Yeah. How do you feel? How do you defend yourself? And you're like, I would just like to, and then literally yeah. pull out a bong and just go, uh-dun, uh-dun. Yeah. and then just all they hear is the bubbles, and you go. Yes, I really regret my decision. I really, it's not something. Be that, be that guy. Be the dickhead. Right. So, well, you know what? I would like to be. I would like <laughs> us to get to a point where I can be that dickhead. Because you know what? <clears throat> it's changing. Like, I was in Denver when they made it. I was in Denver this year on the day that oh, they I made it two weeks before. legal to smoke weed. Like, not, you don't need to have osteoarthritis in your hips, which is what I have. Like, Glaucoma. Like, right. <laughs> you don't have to have anxiety, which is what Doug Benson yeah. Yeah. has. I, I can't sleep or I sleep too much. Can I have some marijuana? Right. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard there's a way I can get this. That's what I have. I had a friend from uh, the UK. I won't say who it is because mm-hmm. people might know, but yeah. he went, he got his... When we came over two years ago, he got his license because he went in and the doctor literally pulled out a list of symptoms and mm. went, do you have any of these? And yeah. he went, oh, I guess I, yeah. I guess I occasionally sneeze. And he's like, well, you need marijuana. Right. Here's your card. And they don't put like a trick one in. No. Like, it's not like there's one that if you Really tick- good at singing. Oh, oh. it's me. I... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Terrible lover. That's oh yeah no I need yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Marilyn will help. <laughs> yeah, we can't yeah that's you're not a hidden camera show you've been punked. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you smoke on this show a lot more marijuana than you would smoke like to be able to function as a human yes. being because that's the premise of the show. So I understood that going into the show that there may be you know, this exact thing might happen, which is, you know, and I was fine with that. I'd made my peace with that. And like I said, you know, I'm, I'm, that, that was fine. I, yeah. I went into it with my eyes open. Yeah. Uh, in between that time, and this is why I told that terrible story before, in between the time that I did the show. I forgot and, that we had other stories going right, on. <laughs> between the time that I did the show yeah. and I found out that my nan had had her fall and was now in hospital and wasn't eating and was really sick. Mm. So I'd already done the show. Yeah. Now, yeah. If I had known about my nan, I wouldn't have done the show then. I still would have done the show. Like, I would have done it a couple of months from yeah, now. Yeah, but you but the last things. thing I would have ever wanted in the world was while my mum is in hospital with my nan who is, like, sick and possibly dying, and yeah. I hope not, but, like, you know, it, it, that's, it's, that, it's that kind of bad. Yeah. They then also have to read in the paper about their the, fucking dickhead son being a fucking stoner <laughs> on American television. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, they're like, oh, really? I'm going to die of shame as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're used to it. They've had experience. <laughs> I've trained them. This isn't new for them. Yeah. They're not going to be like, what? They're going to be like, ah, oh, mother. Jesus. Uh, but I'll tell you what, when I was writing that Facebook message to her before, so uh, it's you, like, you just how do you say, well, basically, I just said, hey, mom, like, how's Nan? You know, like, I've been worried about her. And then I was like, Listen. By the way, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Your dickhead son's a dickhead again. Yeah. You know how you've had to deal with this over the years? This is like the worst time ever. And I said to her what I just said to you, that if I'd known if I'd known this was going, I never yeah. would have done it at this time because I wouldn't have wanted them to have to deal with yeah. something else. Do they have to deal with anything though? Like is it? I hope not. Yeah. But even just like they're, they're farmers, they're in a small country town. If it's in the newspaper, someone mentions just, it, yeah, you know, and then they're like, cutting your mum's hair going, so I heard about yeah. your drug addict son. Right. I heard he watched Breaking Bad. 
And now he's a drug addict. My dad, I don't know if this is true, by the way. My dad um, uh, has never had a drink, never smoked drugs, obviously, I would imagine. Uh, lives on the road he was born on. Yeah. Um, so again, like this argument that there's some sort of like, you know, my dad never took anything. But I think my mum might have smoked a joint when she was like younger. Like I'm not, yeah. I don't think maybe even more, but I, every time it, I do feel like there's at least part of her that's like, you know back, what? back in the day, like, I wasn't I always a farmer's wife. Yeah, you know I what I mean? I wasn't always a mother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I wasn't always mummy. There was, was a time. There was a time when I liked to dick and I liked to join. <laughs> 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 Which you obviously hope she never said. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so that was my that was my day. So oh, I imagine see. there'll be more to that. Like. Yeah. So Not that I, I'll just you know what well, no, I'll just, I, I don't care whatever. Lighten up, Australia. Seriously, it's fucking weed. Like if you haven't done it, don't. I don't care. But like I, I'm of the opinion, if anyone gives a fuck about me smoking weed i'm like you're not someone i want in my fan base then you're not right like because you can be against weed absolutely oh yeah, yeah. But if, it, if you're like oh i respect you less because of it i'm yeah. like well i don't need that level of judgment well i guess it's that thing about being you yeah, like yeah, the idea yeah. is that we're trying to i think particularly as comedians right mm-hmm. is be yourself like, be yourself as much be, as you can be. Being as natural be. on stage as you can right. be in everyday conversation. And that's why the people who, like, I always love the people who listen to the podcast because w- when they come into my shows, I always say, if someone comes from the podcast, I know they're a good audience because they're seeing a very distilled version and they might yeah. not even enjoy it as much or whatever, but they've, like, they're seeing the distilled version of all the ideas that they know the background yeah, 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 yeah. to, they know yeah. my context better, they understand what I'm yeah. like more. They're watching a honed version of what they right. know. And it's, yeah, it's... it's Oh, yes. I guess then, what do you think? Stand up's less personal than that? People who listen to you. I always thought that stand up was the most personal you could be. But what I realized, yeah, once we do this, is that you can talk about greys. Like the thing about a pod, like, you know, on stand up, yeah. you have to be so often, like, you know, having one side or the other. You know, you yeah, have to yeah, think yeah. that something is great you or shit. A, yeah. You have to think that something is boring or ridiculous. Like, it's hard to. I mean, I think. You're that, always an extreme, yeah. Right. Yeah. Which none of us are. Like it's be, it's great to be able to talk about nuance and sort of paint in shades of grey and yeah, and that and, sort and of thing. Under, like think out loud, essentially. Right, and yeah. write out loud. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. which which is essentially what this is. But I also consider this, and I sometimes people will think of this as like you know, and I joke about it myself. You know, you, you pretend radio show, but I think this is something yeah. much greater than radio. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that anyone should ever look at podcasting as the poor cousin of radio. Radio is the fucking hair metal of like fucking you know indie like punk rock or whatever because yeah. like this is this is where it's like cool and intimate and every time we do something sorry i'm rambling on no now, no no but, but no, every no, time probably... we do something you and i have never got to like work together before i mean we've yeah. done gigs together yeah, and yeah, we've yeah. met each other yeah but today after this finishes we've made something together we've done we like we, we did we, a show together yeah yeah you know? we did something very personal but not sexual. Right. Which is <laughs> the slogan for podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> which is, yeah, no, no, I totally agree. I think it says radio is uh, radio's alive. Radio uh-huh. is this. And today on the show, like, nobody's that happy. No, no one this is. is. The, nobody, you cannot be as miserable as we are on radio, but you totally can on podcast. But also, Other I don't want ha- to listen to I don't want to have an opinion about everything. That's what radio is. You have to have an opinion yeah. about everything. Yeah. What do you think of this? Well, Barry. 
Blah. You're like, I don't know. I honestly, I haven't thought about it enough. I don't I'm know. Think about and I don't care. Yeah. And I don't want to think like, I don't want to have to have an opinion on that. Yeah. The world is worse, made worse by me having an opinion on that. And who, who am I the authority of? Like, why? Uh, that's my biggest fear. Like, I, Scotland's obviously going through its independence uh-huh. thing. And everyone's, oh. got, everyone's got their own opinion. And on have, it. has there been pressure for you to like ha- to have an opinion? A, yeah, yeah, make a it's, statement? It's been entirely, they're like, where, what are you for or against? I'm like, d- voting is private. Voting is what you do. And I don't respect my own opinion enough uh-huh. to let it influence other people. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And so I, if I were Because to, here's what you don't know. And I think this is like... A, a, a really nice point that you've stumbled upon, which is that no one's vote is the same. Yeah. Like in any election, mm. right? And this is why the, I find it ridiculous when people like barrack or support, like, you know, parties yeah, as yeah, if yeah. they're like a football team or whatever. Like, Whereas like yeah. you should look at your life yeah. and then look at the policy, like what are the most important things in your life? What would make yeah. your life personally better? better. And, and that doesn't have to be selfish because your priorities might be I want to see – everyone have a medical safety net or yeah, I want to make sure education. that the, the, the arts are yeah. supported or whatever. Yeah. But you, it's whatever those priorities are for you. Yeah. You know what? Your priority might be number one, I want to make a really good living and I want my business. To, like the, yeah. They're all valid things for people to believe. Yeah. Everyone should think what is the most important thing for me and then pick the party that best represents them. Yeah, them, exactly. Yeah. Right? So every vote is personal. Yeah. Like I can go out there and say, hey, for me – this is what, but you know what? This is where I vote, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's exactly, I don't think it's worth influencing people if if my opinion's, because I like right. most Scots, if the opinion is, they don't really. That's the, mm. f- the weird thing. Are you a religious person at all? <laughs> no, I didn't imagine, but I always like to ask yeah. politely. No, no, I, uh, I, I have been called by my friends uh, the day a militant atheist, but it's oh, not. It's mm-hmm. not militant. Like I don't no. go out and it's. It's not the sort of Richard Dawkins things, uh-huh. but it is a thing of I will. And this might sound wrong to some people. But I will lose respect for uh-huh. someone if I find out they're religious because to me, even though, and I've got a very religious family. My uncle's a minister. To me, if when you say you're religious, that tells me that a certain the way I think the one part of your brain doesn't work. You know what? Like that's I, a, I can't trust your logic. I can't trust your a, judgment. It's a really interesting thing that you're saying there. Mm. And I love that you have brought this up because I like to consider myself. And sometimes there is a difference even between the things that I say out loud mm. and the things that are true. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 like yeah. even I can lie to myself. Like I'm much more upset about the fact that my I had to like – I'm like – Today when I was writing that Facebook message to my mum, like I'm trying oh, to be yeah, in the right yeah. spirit of it now and, you know, know that – but I was really like, fuck, I wish that I had – I'm, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I hadn't done this right now yeah. because it's gonna of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not because of any other reason. I still would have done it a couple of months down the track yeah. or whatever. But I'm, it, I do feel time. shitty yeah. that that happened. Here's another thing that I say a lot. I like to say that I'm a person that respects everybody's right to believe what they believe and the right to swing your fist stops at another person's face. I – used to talk about in my stand-up i used to say the line that i would use was um i'm not smart enough to know whether there's a god or not i i didn't understand the end of donnie darko (laughs) so right like because that's like yeah you know so i don't know like i've got some ideas about what i think yeah yeah and i know there are people who listen to this podcast who are religious because they hit me up and they're they're normally really good about it because they know that what i'm trying to say is that everyone should have the right to believe what they want to believe and who am i to think I'm going to add an addendum to that, though, which is me being completely honest. I, I do agree with you 
that when I find out that somebody is religious, it still makes me think slightly less of yeah. them. Now, now I'm not a bad person. I don't think they're a ba- slightly less. Yeah. I'm not saying that I would. Like, my favorite footballer in the Australian game, AFL, is a guy called Gary Ablett Jr., yeah. right? Like, honestly, the best footballer I've ever had. The, like, it's one of those players where you're like, I'm so glad that I got to see him play. Yeah. Like, he doesn't play for my team. I love watching him play. Yeah. I just think he is outstanding. And every time he wins, like, the Brownlow medal for the best player in the competition, he thanks God. And he's praised before the game. And it makes me like him slightly less. Now, I know that's my prejudice because I'm out here spouting the fact that everyone should be able to believe what they want to believe. You're judging, yeah. But I I can't believe, this is where it gets me. Sorry, I know I'm... No, no, no. This is where it gets me. Barack Obama, in the future, we will look back at this time and be amazed that we lived through it. Like, sometimes I rally against the fact that the things that we're doing wrong, but I also think that we have to acknowledge that we're doing a lot of things right really quickly. Yeah. Like, 10 years ago, I couldn't have imagined the rate of progress that gay marriage is having. Unfortunately, not in Australia yet, but around the world, you're it's, starting to yeah, just... Yeah. Scotland's done it, right. done it, and it's something that's so obviously... Right. You can't believe it's taken until 2014 for it to be a... Well, the, issue. the thing that has happened everywhere is it is not an issue the minute it's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Case for Eight was a documentary on HBO the other night, which is amazing, about uh, them overturning Prop 8 in uh, in California. Yeah. And the lawyer who, like, represented them was actually, like, a republic. He was the guy who got, like, Bush into power with, like, the vote scandal thing. Like, But he was like, well, yeah, but g- marriage is a conservative institution. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know... Why, we want people to be married. Yeah, yeah, of it shouldn't yeah, ma- yeah, Anyway, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So we're living through an amazing time. But I think we will also in the future when we've evolved hopefully past religion or religion has destroyed us all because I don't have a problem with you or your God, but when we all acknowledge your rights that. Your and the second right. someone else's rights begin. Right. And it's when, like, I don't mind you having your belief, but when you say your belief is personal to you, right. you're lying. It's not. It yeah. is affecting other people's right. lives. Particularly in the blowy up way or the go to war way or yeah. the, you know. Like, you can sit there and you can say and you can say, well, but my religion isn't harm- Religion is the most harmful thing on uh-huh. the planet. There are some amazing, my family are all Christians. I love uh-huh. them all. They're some of the nicest people I know. But what they believe in is fundamentally hurting the world. Uh-huh. Um, and it's I totally agree with you. Certainly the extreme like use of the things yeah, that they yeah. believe in. But, like they're involved yeah. in an organization where like you know when they say like with bikies, yeah. that like not all bike like not all bikies not are uh, like you know in organized yeah. crime. Yeah. But to be honest, there's very few guys who are right. hanging out with the Hell Angels who are just accountants during the week yeah. and like like riding a bike yeah. on the weekend. You I'm know just, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I, I do and, this and then I go home. And they work, also yeah. have to fucking know that they are part of a legal criminal organization yeah. and unfortunately like religion has certainly become that or been used as that so many fucking times that mm. no matter if the thing that you believe in is great mm. like you know it like i love afl football yeah. and i love it but if one day like afl football decided that they were gonna like i don't know like kick use jewish people as the football or something yeah, you would go, i would have to go you know what i, I, I don't I, support this anymore this i'm is not no- into this anymore because yep. it's doing like i still love the game but, but if that's, that's the, yeah <laughs> when it stop when it when the top people of the thing that you're for uh-huh. make these decisions that you disagree with you've got to begin to question everything like right and it's also by the way I'm, i didn't want to cause offense that i went to jewish for, yeah, yes. for something that is commonly referred to as a pigskin i didn't mean that to be <laughs> offensive <laughs> that was literally i don't think anyone i think you've now just dug yourself a deeper hole oh, okay, nobody cool. went right. always oh no it was anti-semitic now it's definitely well i just thought if they're listening in yeah. for the rebuttals of the yeah. thing, at least they can nail me on 
Anderson. No, they could eat you. as well. <laughs> uh, so Will Anderson was seen with Mel Gibson recently. Right. <laughs> uh, two Australian racers who love marijuana. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, but no, it's, it's a thing where you're talking about the sportsman. Like, I am into, I love the UFC, uh-huh. the cage fight. I think oh, it's, it's amazing. Really? People, yeah, yeah. Huge fan. Interesting. Um, and the thing that blows my mind, there was a, and this might be boring for some people, if I apologize. No. One of the greatest fighters in the world was a guy called Anderson Silva, right? Uh-huh. And he uh, just, he was like the Matrix. He would do stupid, he was the most confident, most amazing fighter, arguably the best pound for pound fighter in the world. Okay. Um, and it was insane to watch. And then he got knocked out by this young kid, Chris Whiteman. And it was such a show. Nobody saw that coming. And it was, I, was, I watched the match and I was so excited because this young kid had just knocked out the greatest fighter of all time. And they interview him afterwards. He goes, oh, first and foremost, I want to thank God. And I'm like, your trainers oh, are right behind you. You ungrateful motherfucker. Right. Like, by being religious, you're taking so much away from yourself. The reason I am an arguably successful stand-up isn't because of God. Uh-huh. It's because of my agent. It's right. because of my family. It's because of my friends. And it's a little bit, very little, because of my myself uh-huh. and those are the people that deserve the credit is right. the people when you say although that you have made some of your living about railing against organized religion maybe that was just god's plan for you don't <laughs> 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 oh, no, there's a hole in my argument oh god there's gonna be so many people like i have a, I have a joke about this uh-huh. thing that this yeah. exact stuff that made 40 people in indianapolis immediately walk out of the room Oh, um, it was. Yeah, what yeah. is it? What was the guy? Oh, no, I, yeah, I, I will do the yeah, joke, do. but not in the. Yeah, yeah. But it's basically, uh, I'd done it in Denver, I'd done it in LA, and mm-hmm. it stormed both of those yep. places. No, were well, they a bit more liberal exactly. cities? And my agent, I mean, it's legal to smoke pot in Denver. No. Woo! <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, it was it was amazing. Uh-huh. But then it went to Indianapolis. And my agents were like, "Don't tell this joke in Indianapolis." I was like, "I've told it in Glasgow and I've told it in Ireland." Like. People liked it, and they were like, it's not it's not the same level of religion uh-huh. as it is here. And uh, I was doing stuff, I was doing some material, uh, which I call promosexual. Uh-huh. It was pro-gay material. Okay. Talking about how sure. I obviously believe in gay marriage. And they all liked that. They were all laughing at the pro-gay material. Yeah. So in my head, I make the logical thing. I'm like, right, well, you can't be pro-gay and pro-religion. I mean, you can you can be, yep. but you're a terrible Christian if you're pro-gay. That's right. my argument. If you're a Christian and you're pro-gay, you're a wonderful human being, but you're a terrible Christian because that's what your book says. Right. And but but everybody's a terrible Christian. Oh, oh yeah. Nobody, like, yeah. If you've masturbated, you're a terrible Christian. Yeah. If you've got divorced, you're a terrible if Christian. If you've eaten shellfish. You're a terrible Christian. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, if you... Once you start ignoring laws, and I get it again, like I'm because I'm very much a, like I don't want to be a person, and particularly with what's happening with my nan right now, my nan's mm. a religious person, and right now she would be asking people to pray for pray her. for her, yeah, right. As a well, this is exa- that's ex- that exact thing you're just talking. It's exactly what my jokes about. Okay, so let's go. Well, I, now we can go to that because, yeah. I, like, I think that we understand that we're not. You're, you're talking about the logic of this, and yeah. I want you to say it, and I want yeah. to like, and yeah. I think this all works anyway. This yeah. is what I like this about podcasting. Yeah, this is nice. my shades of grey thing. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's, but I'm definitely black yeah. in this case. I'm for, yeah. there's no grey for me here. Yeah, uh, the joke is it's weird that you're in blackface though. You know that's well, I just I, I thought, mean in this day and age that is well. It, well, I, I don't understand why. Right. I mean, unless you're racist right. so and you're I was, uncomfortable with me being black, is that so what you're saying? So you're the oh, so now God, you're a racist, anti-Semite stoner. Oh, no. Like now being on the show with you, my career is going to go down because I'm now associated with you. Oh my you God! Racist, Jew-hating, 
crackhead. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, crackhead. Sure. Yeah. Let's. Uh, sure. It's, it's a gateway drug. Right. Everyone knows. Okay. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. I can't go out my gateway drug at best. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, do you also want to get addicted to crack? Do I have to go somewhere? No, thanks. Uh, I'm fine fine today. I'm I'm fine fine here. Right. So, okay. The joke is, um, I imagine it's just basically, but I imagine being a parent's quite hard. If you have young kids and it's Christmas morning, and your kids run downstairs and they tear open their presents, and everything you as a parent's work three months has come into this moment, and your kids believe in genuine magic. This is the, it's amazing. All their dreams have come true in this one moment, and everything you've worked for, and they turn around and they look at you and they say, "Oh, thank you, Santa." Mummy and daddy isn't Santa amazing? And as a parent, you have to lie to their faces, but you're kind of like, oh, really, Santa did good. You know that disappointment that parents feel in that moment? That's exactly how doctors feel when you thank God. Right. And then I go into an entire <laughs> yeah, sketch okay. about uh, just basically a doctor going, yeah, no, even though he was technically the one that gave you the cancer, I, uh, I was... Th- and it was, right. it was... It's a joke about that, and 40 people just left because... It was. It's a when I perform it. Uh, it's a, it's one of my favorite jokes to do. Right. It's, it's one of the times you know when you write a joke. Sometimes and as a comedian, you're never allowed to be proud of yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. But you, yeah. And you kind of because right. you don't want to be an arrogant dickhead. Uh-huh. This was one of the jokes when I wrote it. I was like, oh, I'm a fucking genius. Right. I'm so good. It's uh, funny. There's like, those topics, and so like I, a lot of the clubs that you were talking about, places like Denver and stuff, they're great places to tour. Uh, mm. Minneapolis, I find a great place to tour. Oh, right. There, yeah, yeah. But it's Middle America. And they're very, very nice. But there was one joke, and it's only got one reaction. Didn't get a walkout, but like I guess it was probably as close to a walkout I'm going to yeah. get for a joke. Uh, and I talk about the idea that I live here in West Hollywood, which is the gayest part of America, okay. and that some of my Australian friends say, um, do you see two men holding hands? And I say, yes, I do every day. Uh, it said, and I, say, I love when I see two men holding hands because this is America. And if I see two men holding hands, that means at least two hands that do not have guns. If they have got <laughs> a cock in each of the other hands here's what i feel safe right that's my joke and yep. again it's yep. a joke that i really like because it knocks off like it's got a little surprise in it and you're it making makes a the point. point that i'm trying to make yep. and it like but it all it's you know but it's not like a you're a fucking idiot if you like love guns yeah, like to yeah, me yeah, it yeah. feels like it's that place where people can actually people learn from it can... and both everyone can enjoy it even yeah. if you're like no well i believe that you should you get the joke everyone here has guns and i the joke is really about me like it's not you know i mean the joke's about me going i'm fucking terrified i'd rather have like you know that's in my mouth. you know right yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no so it's, it's, it's exactly right. that you're so, making a point i got this like tweet after the show from this guy and it's like just one of those sentences that like i will remember forever because it just said God and guns are what made America great. If you don't like it, go home. And I was like, I, I said, there's no way I can even respond. And I don't want to respond, by the way. I didn't want to make that guy's mm-hmm. night shitty. I wanted to make that guy's night fun. Yeah, even yeah. if we don't agree about all the same stuff, he was out to have a good time at a comedy club. And yeah, I feel yeah. like and most of the rest of the audience to did. make people laugh. Right. No comedian. So I get annoyed when people are like, he's an offensive comedian. No comedian wants to offend you. Like, well, that's not our job. Right. I, I, I've always we said, may offend you, and sometimes you. we'll be surprised at what does offend yeah. you. Like, I, one of my lines in my show is, I write my jokes in such a way that if you're offended by them, it's because you're wrong. <laughs> right? <laughs> and that's the way I right. really think through my arguments. And, and, it is the, and then when the religious people walked out, this was the, okay. this was the mo- line that blew my mind. You uh-huh. said that one was it. One of the women who was complaining about me after the show, genuinely, word for word, this was her mm-hmm. uh, thing. She went, that boy's disgusting, that boy's awful. Like, he's exactly what's wrong. 
with this world. You can make fun of the blacks, you can make fun of the queers, you can even make fun of the colored ones, but nobody makes fun of Jesus. Mm. And she didn't appreciate when I then took the time out to explain to her that Jesus was one of the colored ones. Right. She didn't. And, oh and, that, and but that, that sentence, when she said it, blew said my it, mind. But it says everything. But it blew my mind because I, you know, I didn't know people like that existed. Uh-huh. I mean, you hear about it uh-huh. and you're like, ah, there's, there's somewhere in the world that doesn't affect me. But to be at a comedy club, which is exactly when I find out, sorry, and I won't mention any names, but when I find out a comedian is religious, uh-huh. it breaks my heart because this is, I, I'm one of the wankers that thinks stand-up's an art form. Mm-hmm. I do. I truly believe No, no, no. Well, I, here's what I think. It, like, I would disagree with you slightly with your sentence, but only slightly, yeah. which is I think that stand-up comedy is capable of being an but art yeah, okay, form. Yeah, that's, uh, then I like painting that. is capable of being, being an art, art but form. Sometimes but sometimes you're just putting an extra colour on your house. Yeah, Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah, not yeah. all painting is it's, art, yeah, yeah. but painting can be art. Not yeah. all stand-up is art, but stand-up can certainly be art. I yeah. think that that is... I don't mean to correct you. But. No, no, but that's but no, but no. I that's not my phrase, and I'll pass that wisdom oh, yeah, off no, as my own. Feel free to like, take that. You're you. really deep. Where'd you get that from? Yeah. Oh, I just thought it of myself. You know. Right. Um, but is that like if you <laughs> that was one of those moments? Though, like, I'm so sad that I feel so proud of that because I really because I really feel like I've come up with an analogy that I will now use in yeah. interviews it's for hard. the next twenty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was the moment, moment. because just, I know just, yeah, so people at home remember this moment. Whenever Will uses this, yeah. it's because of me. I am your muse, motherfucker. Five, five years from now, when they're like, "You bring that up with every fucking new comedian." <laughs> I remember the day I came up with that yeah. idea. Yeah, no, I, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's the thing. Finding out another comedian is is Christian. I'm like, you're you're in the the most honest art form there is, and it's comedy is about logic and arguments and twisting things. And then it is that thing of what I said before. I'm repeating myself. But if you are religious, you are absolutely capable of being one of the nicest people, probably a nicer human being than I am most of the time. But to me, that means there's something in your head. That I don't. That's wrong. That's right. Fun. So, but here's what I would say about that: is I need to like want to add the caveat because I think this is interesting that I. I, it doesn't come from a place of arrogance. Like sometimes no. it can, and that's what I don't like. Is like people are like, "You're an idiot because you believe this sort of thing." Well, I'm not saying I understand that in the future, all of us, all of us of this generation, yeah. will be viewed by future generations as morons. as morons and as being like even in my lifetime. You know, our parents weren't horrible racists, but they grew up in a world where like what we consider now to be horrible racism. Yes. I mean, people yeah. own people. You know what I mean? Like. And then we will have lived through an era that in the future when people look back and go, oh, my God, they were alive when... okay then? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember South Africa, apartheid. Yeah, people were like... And then we will be the gay marriage ones where they look back and they go, oh, my God, you know, gay people couldn't get married. And, and we were like, ah, we were trying. Uh, yeah. The things that I used to say about, like, fat people or the way that you would refer to people who were of transgender or, like, you know, the different sexualities now, I think that what we'll find is that people will become a lot more conscious of who we are. So a lot of the opinions that we're espousing now... Are, will be wrong in 50 years. Will be wrong in 50 years. So we're talking years, about with right? the accidental sexism. Like, mm-hmm. I never realised until recently, as a man, I always sort of go, I'm not a sexist. No. But genuinely, now at the age now where I catch myself going, oh, holy shit, that's massive. And it's not, it's not huge things. I'm not punching women in the face and telling them to belong in the kitchen, but mm. it's using the word pussy. 
Like, right. or you're being a pussy, or if uh-huh. someone's if someone does something or doesn't do something, I'll go, "Why are you being a girl?" Right. Which that is it's such a flippant comment, right? But comes from constantly sexist, reinforce it. Like, yeah. it's like it's a sporting thing. Gay. You're playing like a girl. You play like a girl. Well, that's the thing that I always get angry about when people go, "Oh no, no, I'm not saying it like gay homosexual. I'm yeah. saying it like gay, bad, and wrong, and disgusting, and yeah. filthy, and should be mocked at all occasions." Yeah. Oh, hang on. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, you're yeah. right. There is I a point there. For, I of course right. I've used gay for years. Even now, I still catch myself doing it. I, it, I know it doesn't come from a homophobic place, right? Uh, and I'm not a homophobic person. No, but that but even the but. It it still flights in so I'm not helping I'm like I'm accidentally reinforcing the right but I I don't think that there's a problem with that or I think there shouldn't be a problem with that I think that what we should have a problem with is repeated behaviour this is my big thing at the moment I think everybody should be able to be out there's a girl called Caitlin Stacey who I have met but I don't know very well. She was in a TV show called Neighbours in Australia. She was quite popular. She's been getting a bit of attention on social media lately and getting some tabloid treatment in the Australian newspapers because she's one of the free the nipple people. She's very like openly feminist. She talks about her bisexuality and they write it up very much in the salacious media treatment of those topics. And even though she's someone who's louder and going through something as a younger person and trying yeah. to make a statement that I personally wouldn't be my approach i have enjoyed watching her approach you know like as in it's nice i've learned a lot from seeing how because the slut shaming and that sort of stuff that came with the things that she said like it's horrible like the things that men said to her the things that like you know came her way and it was a fucking cracker because oh this is my favorite one (laughs) like there was this like so she had this like you know picture of her without her like you know top on on the internet and the comments underneath were like there was people having arguments about like you know her being a terrible person and whatever you know despite the fact at let's just remember this men can walk around the street without their tops on yeah yeah everyone's like yeah what do men yeah yeah and even right even, so even, that even point far, even that far point far is yeah. like that's the very point we're making yeah, yeah is that men can do it all the fucking time and we've always just gone oh no it's fine for men to yeah, do of course because because it's not boobs so right it's, yeah yeah it's a, yeah. It's I've, ridiculous. I've never thought We've about never it. We've never thought like of it, but we're like, right. it's like the fact that we think it's normal is the fucking problem. Yeah, that's a, that, I've never, I've never thought about that. Right? That's, uh, yeah. So, but again, these are only thoughts I'm having really now, you know, like from it's finding watching out this. And, it's finding out that fundamentally you're a terrible person well, accidentally. You have you, a, I think that if you're in a position of privilege, and this is the word that starts to come up now is this word privilege. I don't think that we have ever acknowledged how easy it is to be white and male right but well more this that it's okay to admit that you're privileged it's okay to admit it doesn't make you a terrible person right it makes you a terrible person if you don't admit it yeah it makes you a terrible person if like don't get me wrong i've worked really hard for the things that have come my way it wasn't all handed on a plate right but but i would have had to work harder if i'd started three fucking miles backwards because i was you know female female yeah right and that it was all stacked against me and that yeah particularly our industry like i mean stacked like i mean minority women like you know well back you know when i would have been starting yeah and and still you know to this day and there's always that it's always that thing i I really hate what's when punters come up to you and go i don't like any oh no particularly fan of female comics Uh it's such a horrible thing because a man, if they see a male comic on stage who's not funny, it's just right. that comedian that's not funny. Uh-huh. But if there's a female comic on stage who's not funny, and there are female comedians who aren't funny. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, 
whenever they see the female comedian that's not funny, they're like, oh, all women aren't funny now. Because of this one, they're all... But that, that same prejudice is never given to mine. Australian just, comedian I, Beck Hill, who I know you know. Yes! Right? So Beck's a friend of mine as well, and I think she is fantastic. She's an Aussie comedian who's based in the UK. And she wrote a tweet that I thought summed this up uh, entirely, where she said... That, the interview uh, tweet. Where, yeah, where somebody said, what's it like to be a female comedian? And she said, it's exactly the same as being a male comedian, except you get asked this question more. Yep. And I yep. was like, yeah. Because yeah. we never get asked, what is it like is to it be... difficult as being a, a starting male point? in comedy? How huh? did you make it with all that stacked against so, you? I just think that I, you have to understand. And it doesn't mean that, like... I don't want to then achieve things or that I want to hand over. I, but you have to be understanding of the privilege that you have and those things that are reinforced. Like in the last five years, the way that I've used language, like you said, it's – I don't think that it's – It's not good. Right. And I don't think it's made – I don't think, you know, stop stopping people saying retard or whatever has made the world worse in any way. No. Like there are things that I sometimes won't joke about. I was going to make a joke – I can't remember what it was about online the other day that I didn't do because I thought it implied that the woman at the butt of the joke was like loose. Now, the person at the butt of the joke is famously, but then I was kind of like... Am I reinforcing? As I'm just, is it like, yeah. why am I judging her for that in the way that like... Everyone does. And so I thought about that and I thought about it for a minute where I was like, ah, I wish I'd done that joke. I think that was kind of like a funny joke. But then I thought about it and I was like, why? There's other jokes. Yeah. Like there's heaps of other things to do jokes Lots about. Things to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, just be more creative. Yeah, I've done the same thing. Like I found out a joke that I've been doing for three years. I was literally on stage at one point. I'm listening the, to you, but I need to get more drink. That's fine. Can you bring the wine over while you're doing it? Um, the, I was. I told this joke for three years, and it was a joke I loved. And it was only recently when I was standing on stage, I realised it was sexist, and it was this horrible. It wasn't intentionally, but it was a joke about, you know, being pro-gay uh, marriage, you know. And the joke was essentially, oh, fuck, how did it go? The joke was essentially like, I believe in gay marriage. Um, you know, gay people, like, how great would it be to be gay? Like, oh, that was it. People who say being gay is a choice. I go, if being gay was a choice, every man would be gay. Like, how much better is it to hang out with your best friend all day getting blowjobs? And uh, it was obviously, I, and I did that bit. And I did it on Conan and it went out. And one of the comments, normally when you get negative comments, you're like, ah, you're wrong. One of the comments I read and I went, ah, oh, no, God, crap, good point. I was, I was shitting on women. So my way of proving how good gay marriage was, but right. was by shitting on women. And it's not until now that I sort of went, oh, three years, three years. I had this in my head where I thought I was, and just. Oh, and you thought you're making a good point. Like, yeah. And I, I, I was making a good point in a sense that I was pro-gay marriage. But while doing that, Shitting all over women, and I was like, oh, "I'm a fucking moron." I had a, um, a fat kids bit. Now it was in a show that I talked about when I was a kid that I was fat, and it, it had context, uh, mm. which is important. Um, but the, there was one bit out of it that was about um, uh, yeah the obesity problem, and the whole time I was doing the joke, I thought that the point I was making was about the parents. Like, it was very much about the parents aren't raising their kids right. How do we get our kids to exercise? That was the whole kind of, you know... Yeah. I thought I was attacking the parents, but I did that joke on, like, a gala or something like that. And I did have a lot of people going, you know what, without the context of you being a fat kid, which I didn't do at the gala spot, you know, I just did this mm. bit. And then you were like... It, you know, you're just saying that to a lot of fat kids. Like, you know, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're accidentally... It doesn't right. come from a bad place, but right. you've... 
you've inadvertently done it. Which, yeah, which the is- premise of the joke was like along the lines of like uh, that they shouldn't slow down um, the traffic zones outside schools, they should speed them up, right? Yeah. And like to get the kids to exercise. It was a survival of the fittest thing. Yes. But they, somebody kind of said, but you know, you kind of just like saying that like, well, not that fat kids should be like run over or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, and I was like, it's funny that sometimes you can come from a good place and do something terrible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. When you're trying to do something, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and that's exactly the fear I have now. And it? the fact that you have to, but then I think that we have to then be able to acknowledge that, yeah, like no, you know, admitting and, you're wrong is, right. and this is me admitting that a bit I did for three right. years on television was technically probably quite uh, offensive to women, and I'd never seen it in that right. way because I'm a white man yeah. and I don't think things right. through. <laughs> but now you get... Like, but the thing is that, that we, I think we have a responsibility to learn and get better, which brings us back to... By the way, what time's the gig tonight? Do you know what time the gig is tonight? Is We've it eight? we got to be eight? there at eight. Yeah. Uh, you got to be there at eight? Is it start, anyway, whatever, that's fine. We've got to be got there at eight. I think it starts at half eight. Okay, cool. So um, uh, I think we have a responsibility as human beings. And here's where I get back to the religion thing. Uh, is oh my that, god we've come back yeah. <laughs> I think we have a responsibility as human beings to evolve Yep. right I think we have a responsibility as human beings and it's very naturally within us anyway is that we like it's to evolve it's literally the most natural thing yeah. we have so many things about us as human beings are defined by the fact that we have to evolve so we're already in a process of evolution we have to kind of have, have a think about but no it's our ethical evolution as opposed right. to just the physical exactly yeah. so we have to kind of the problem with religion is it's locked in that's my problem yeah. The problem with the religion is that it's locked in. You can't move forward. You've already got the answers. The reason that I err on the side of science, science can be wrong. Science is often wrong. Yeah. That's what science is. That, science is like our... Being wrong is great for science. Right. Being wrong, we go, oh, new right. things. And then, whereas being wrong in religion is denial. Right. And the point is that we have to keep looking. We have to keep... And that's where... And that's why I think in the future we will evolve. We just have to naturally... We will either evolve out of religion or religion will destroy us. And, you know, at the moment, it's a bit of a line ball on which way that'll go. Let's be honest, right? Yep. But at the like, but we have a chance that we can evolve beyond us. Probably not in our lifetimes. Maybe maybe in your lifetime, but not in my lifetime. Definitely not. Mine, not in your me. lifetime. No. It's, uh, <laughs> it's taken two thousand years. It was the right. There was this statistic of if Christianity come along, just the way the Roman Empire worked. Roman Empire had running water and toilets. Right, they uh-huh. had a sanitary system. They needed that, and then Christianity came that caused the downfall of uh, the Roman Empire, and then it was twelve hundred years later that we had uh, running water again mm. that's how much the dark ages and stuff if um the distance between inventing the car and being on the moon was something like th- something stupid like I, my dad said the other day i'm no one gonna get this wrong and people are gonna tweet me and call me a dick 40 years uh-huh. but had the romans were almost there the romans had practically invented a steam train that was it the romans had practically invented the steam train they were so close to working it out and then the invention of the steam train to landing on the moon was 40 years or something like that and then Christianity came along and for years there was no medicine, nothing. So do you, I, don't, don't tell me that religion isn't harmful. Sure. Don't tell me it's not. Well, no, I think that, I mean, there's so, I mean, there's so many examples if you've opened a newspaper this week. Yeah, like, or ever, <laughs> if you've right. ever existed. Right. So I think this is why we will look back at this time as a really 
weird time because I think this is a wonderful moment in history. Barack Obama, first black president of the United States, literally... First stoner president. First stoner president. <laughs> and by the way, if you're still listening for quotes about me fucking smoking weed, the fucking president of the motherfucking United yeah, States of America, America did it. Yeah, so if it's good enough for him, him, it's good enough for us. Yeah, and to be honest, if it was good enough for Cypress Hill, it was good enough for me. So. <laughs> if it was good enough for Eddie, I'm doing it. I don't need right. it to be good enough for Eddie. It's good, it's good enough for me. <laughs> oh, it's good enough for me, which is the point that we're making yes. right it's good enough for me it doesn't hurt anybody else so i um barack obama believes in god or at least publicly says, says. that he believes in god do you know why eight- both of those things yeah will be looked at in the future as incredible i believe because me like it's even a level of plausible deniability that i'm living living with now yeah like Every day we live with a level of plausible deniability about, you know, actually living our lives. And by the way, just let me have a fucking joint to relax, to fucking deal with that. If I live in a country where I could just be going to the shops and some fu- someone could fucking shoot me. That's why that joke I told before works. Yeah, because yeah. It, it could happen. Yeah. Right? The president of the country that is like the number one amount of military weapons in the entire world has not been in a successful fucking fight since World War II, but keeps starting them. Yeah. And the dude who's in fucking charge of making all the major decisions that affect most of the rest of the fucking world believes in an imaginary dude in the fucking sky. Imaginary or at the dude. very least, yeah. says it out loud. Yeah. It's entirely great. It's going to be one of those things where we just go, our kids are going to look back and go, how did you let that happen? We're like, ah, well, it was just normal back then. It's the same, it's I mean, exactly what you were saying about our elders right. being the... I mean, it's it's weird though. I mean, because I do feel a level of, you know, this is what I think and it's not anyone else's business and I don't, like, I'm sure there's even people listening to this now going, you know, like, but the, the point of it is that, I find it weird that I have to live in a world where, because it does affect decisions me, are made, and it does affect you, someone. and all these ridiculous things are happening, uh, like because of something that I know is is not true. Yeah, yeah, and it's not. Yeah, it's exactly like, that. It's, and that's it's like hard the, not all that to get shit angry. that's happening in Iraq right now. The fact that, like, you know, I have to, like, even the fact that I have to take my fucking shoes off and take my laptop out of the fucking bag when I get on a plane mm. is because someone believes in something that is not true. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. fucking. It's, so don't tell me it's not fucking up my yeah. life as well. The amazing John Oliver quote. This is not my. I want to make clear this is yeah. not. And by the way, this it. is not John Oliver, the TV host. It's the amazing John Oliver, the Vegas magician. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, one of my favorites. Um, his line was: uh, One person tried to blow up a plane with his shoes, and we all have to take off our shoes going through security. Yeah, children are killed every week by guns in American schools. Yeah, no guns are banned. Right. And it's exactly that thing of the reason I think people get called militant atheists, and I know myself, is because you get passionate, is because sometimes you get so stupid that you do get angry. And there, it's a total arrogance. Mm-hmm. I can deny all the all I want. If I meet someone religious, I I, I will try and be respectful. Uh, no, I mean, I absolutely will be respectful, but it's because I'm trying to be. But... In my head, I do think I'm superior than them. Yeah. And that whether that's right or wrong, it's, it's wrong. Because the, yeah. the thing that I don't get about it, and the thing that always comes back to me, is that like everyone's not religious. 
Like everyone doesn't believe in everybody else's God. Even if you're religious. You believe in one of the you believe in one of three and a half thousand right, gods that there's ever. Which is more ridiculous. Yeah. The idea that like It's the Ricky Gervais thing of as an atheist, it means I only believe in one less God right. than you. There's been three and a half thousand gods historically. And that's and that's actually why I try to think like even when I talk to people about, you know, who believe things and believe things sincerely and have found comfort out of them and all those sort of things, is go, we we can talk. Yeah. Because we don't believe in most of the same gods. Like <laughs> if we talk about gods yeah. that we don't believe in, we, we literally so common. the only one we disagree with is, is barely even a statistical anomaly yeah. it's not, compared it's to all 1%. the ones we have in common. Yeah. 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 Like if we draw some sort of Venn diagram of the gods we don't believe in and the gods we do believe in, you will barely, barely touching. You will barely, it will have to be like a big graph. Yeah. Um, it's the thing as well and if there are any religious people still listening. <laughs> um I they can be amazing. My uncle, uh, as I said, is a minister and is one of the best men I know. Right. Um, he, and because his belief is, and he's the best Christian I know. If all Christians were like my uncle, I would have zero argument. Because mm-hmm. his thing is very much, the way he'll introduce is go, I believe in God, you don't, let's change the subject. We've, we're set in right. ways. There's, there's no point in having a debate. We'll never convince each other otherwise. Mm-hmm. And that's what atheists and religious people have to do. You're never going to convince the other one otherwise, except through education. Um, but my uncle as well, I've asked him questions. We've been drunk together um, loads of times, and I'll be like, oh, okay, well, if we'll get down to it. We'll get past that, and we'll have the standard drunk religious uh-huh. debates. Uh-huh. And I'll be like, why did God do this? And his answer is the only time a re- uh, religious response I've ever gone, oh, okay, well, I, I, I guess. And it was, I went, oh, what is, what, what is God do this, or what is God do that? And his answer was, I don't know. I'm not God. All I know is that I believe in God. Right. I don't claim to know why he does things or how he does, but what my belief is, is that he knows what he's doing right. and he's there. And that was one of the responses I went, ah, okay. So, which is better because it's not that, oh, God did this because this, and I know because I'm as smart as God. Right. So this is why we do this. It was just I agree. A, It's like basically what that person is saying that I've given myself over to an idea mm. or a philosophy through which I'm going to live my life. Yeah. So, now, here's my hook turn, and here's when I, hopefully, if you've listened through religious people, <laughs> here's where I hopefully win you back. I think the comedians talk about, I think that the problem is, that is the idea of organized religion and the idea that there is sets of rules. Yeah. Because I do have not have any problem with what you've just described about your uncle, which is the idea of it. Because here's the thing. I don't think there is a secret to life. I don't no, no, think no. there is a we're, secret we're to life. We're a total life. accident. Like, if you look at the universe, yeah. we're such a mistake. And I think that the only secret to life is finding a, like a way that you live your life that you're happy with and makes you happy and you know, like you're going to make mistakes, but you've got to, And if you know what? If you need to find an inspiration or something to believe in or philosophy mm. or whatever to do that, I'm fine with that. The secret to life is finding your own secret right. to life. The problem is that people think everything can be adapted to this, like things that <clears throat> it makes no sense, mm. right? So comedy is my religion and it is for a lot of people. I genuinely believe, like a religious person would say, that at some stage as a child, and you must have because you started, how how old were you when you started doing stand-up? 17. 17 years old, right? So there must have been something at least inside you. Like you don't fall into it at 17. Yeah, you don't accidentally, oh, can you cover my shift at the comedy store? I didn't fall into it at 21. From about 15 years old, I didn't quite know what it was, but there was something inside me that I was like, I I feel like I can do this. I feel like people will enjoy me doing this and this is something that I will enjoy doing, right? 
that's what religious people would describe as like, you know, when they, you know, they got their calling, right? And the way that we talk about like what we do, yeah, like yeah. even what we're doing right now. It, this is ministry. How much we're going into. This yeah, is sermony. This is us trying to explain the world to you, which in the old days was you go to church on a Sunday and somebody would tell you the 10 rules and then you got on with your yeah. life for the rest the of the week. And the reason it's raining right? is because of the gays. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was a simpler time. Why is it raining this right. week? Oh, the gays. The gays just right. with their... Ugh. But these days, the idea is I think that we, we all... But, you know, the internet has showed us this. We can all have our own interests now. We can all have niche things now. People don't all watch TV shows at the same time as everybody else is watching the show. They want to download them and Later watch them as Netflix. their convenience, right? We want to curate our own lives and our own worlds. So I, I like that, and I think that we should embrace that. And, in fact, I think that we should find the best way to live our own lives. But here's the challenge then as we're solving these things. is Hold how on, yeah. How do we still exist as a community because I think that's the thing that we're facing at the moment is where individualism, this pursuit of, you know, we are individualistic even in the way that we express ourselves these days. Selfies, the modern day trend of, you know, and I'm not anti, I'm just saying this is a reflection no, no, no. of who we are. The fact that we curate our life and our world online. We are the generation that looks at our phone when we're driving our car or walking down the street. Mm. So we are an internal looking, creating our own environment environments online of which by the way this podcast is yeah. it's a bunch of people who come to this and we're all part of the same group and right? we dissect ourselves yeah at the end yeah. sorry the guys will be here with the blindfolds in a minute <laughs> <laughs> this, the, people are like you know what this podcast did become a hostage situation yeah, yeah, you guys yeah. are still this is for right. anyone that made it this far Jesus so my point is that um, and I did have one <laughs> <laughs> This is we've genuinely recorded the most typical stoner comedian thing of we've just self-indulged. I've been fine. Right. By the way, it's fuck not, anyone listening. I, I've uh, enjoyed the conversation. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's like you know, hasn't been it hasn't been a great one for my rebuttal of the <laughs> stoner video. Here's my retort, <laughs> motherfuckers. It's going to take about two hours. So grab a pen, and I may not get to, back to the topics I was trying to talk about. Hold on, want to prove that I have no memory. The challenge for us as a broader community is how do we uh, on our, our on like our communities that we've created mm. but also remember that to enjoy life we have to operate with other human beings and like you talk about the idea so so individualism creating your own path versus the idea of community and here's where i'll give a big tick to religion in the old days what religion was about was a set of rules that everybody was following so they would interact right yeah. now a lot of those rules aren't relevant today and we're very, very flawed. But that was the premise behind it, right? We all agree to these sort of rules and this is how we live together. Now that we all have our own rules and our own lives and we're all living in our own ways, the big challenge is how do we interact together? You know what? I know that you're on your phone, and but just it's a fucking busy street. If you're on your phone, just get to the side of the street if you want to like do your Facebook or whatever. Yeah. You live in a society still. If you want to live in your world, great. But also be acknowledging Still of the fact yeah, that yeah. everybody else is also living in a world. But I hate the bullshit thing that people go, oh, you're on your phone, you're so antisocial. Uh -huh. No, I'm, no, I'm not. Being on my phone doesn't make me antisocial. I'm communicating with the rest of the world. I'm antisocial to you. I'm right. now communicating. I've made better choices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. like, if I'm looking right. at stupid pictures of cats, right. yeah, I'm not. But a lot of the time I'm on my phone, I'm on right. Twitter, I'm on Facebook, right. I'm, I'm texting, I travel uh -huh. a lot, I keep in contact. This bullshit myth that you're being an antisocial 
Please, it's so wrong. You're being antisocial to one person, but right. you're just being social with thousands. I mean, that's the amazing thing about these modern times. I mean, I do like a you know a television show. And, like, well, I do my tour in Australia. Let's use that yeah. as an example. Yeah. Like I did like a month, like a sold out month at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Less people saw that show than will listen to this episode of this podcast. And people in 70 countries will listen to this. Really? So, countries? Yeah. Well, according to the download stats, That's I mean, it's really small amounts in some of those countries. No, but, but even then, like... But the idea... I could name... This is my point, right, is like the idea that they can... Like, we, we are a community... No, that's what that's we what are I think. talking about. Like you know, this is an amazing time that we live in, and I think it's fantastic. Like I'm not anti this, and this is why I want to kind of say I'm not anti the stuff that's at the heart of religion, because at the heart of the religion is the same thing as we're doing here. Like I'm trying to create a community. I'm trying to express opinions. I'm trying to talk about and the way that we should live our lives. Yeah. Uh, we sell fucking t-shirts. Like there is a you know, I mean, it's it's not. If you, if you listen to Bull Burnham's "Art Is Dead." The, the song, the song, yes, yes. I That's have. one of the yes. perfect things of like, as a comedian, when I watched that, that was one of the moments I went, "Oh, you fucking nailed this!" Mm. You know, we're rolling into a while Carlin rolls in his grave, but it is. Sure. It, I f- fully agree that we are just creating this establishment that we're supposedly, or we act like we're against you, and it is like I totally have this. I get how religious came about. Like I'll sit here now talking to you. We're, we're like, we agree on pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. We feel pretty fucking smart right now because mm-hmm. we're agreeing with each other. Right. And I, I, it's that thing of we do get, especially in comedy, where you feel that you're deeper than you fucking way actually are. Oh Even self-referencing God. yourself, you're like, God, I'm so deep sometimes. Right. Like, I'm just Sometimes I'm like surprised by how smart I am. Uh-huh. And then that's essentially how religion came about. Someone yep. went, why does the sun go down right. and the moon come up? At, like, 3,000 years ago and then some guy went oh because there's like a guy up there who pushes it and then lifts it up and then it catches fire because the god's angry I like to think I think you fucking stumbled onto something there I think the problem is where they lose the laughs (laughs) do you know what I mean yeah, yeah, like yeah. You, it should yeah. be like you can say what you want to say, but you got to fucking have some laughs so people know that you're yeah. like a bit of a dickhead yourself. This is what my this is one of the most profound things my uncle, the minister, right. said to me, which was a, a really good point. I've said it before. As I was out, I was out with him and we were drinking, and he'd been to my show. My uncle, despite being religious, loves my show, loves my atheist jokes. Like uh-huh. the, the whole one I did about sure. doctors, he was like, I fully agree with you. Right. I fully agree that people should thank doctors. It's not God that saves you; it's human beings. Right. But uh, one of his phrases he said was, uh, comedians are the new preachers. There's no job. And if you really, there's no job in the world right now, apart from stand-up comedian, where everyone listens and, and agrees with you. Right. Like, if you're a, he's a white, my aunt is a teacher, not everyone in that class listens to him. He's a minister. Not everyone listens or agrees. Even though he's one type of Christianity, there's so many veins, people disagree. Whereas with a comedy, you've got a full audience for an hour. Mm-hmm just paying to pay attention to you. Right. People, people turn up at church because they're scared of hell. People pay to come and see right. comedy. We don't have to pass around a bowl. Yeah. And, and the, the other like, thing is, let's be honest, again, self-referencing, but uh, let's be honest, like, we are bullying people into positions. <laughs> Absolutely. If you're the, the only, if you're the only one not laughing, like, right. yeah. it's, if you're the only one not laughing in a comedy, uh-huh. you're going to feel awkward until you yeah. join in. That's what laughter is a community. It's exactly what we're saying. It's essentially yeah. our... Uh, congregation and um, I really thought that's why I've now got to the stage and I know you are as well where for a couple of years I was just uh, doing jokes that were like eh this happens and then this happens but now when my uncle said that I realised 
that I, and this is the wankiest thing I'm about to fucking say. No, no, and no, it's good. If people I mean, if they've last for yeah, this long, yeah. I mean, I think this is what they're hoping for is to learn something. I, th- I personally, for me, believe that uh, I now, as a comedian, have a responsibility uh, to uh-huh. educate yeah, people. Yeah, right. It's, and it's the wankiest. No, no, but that was pretty wanky. It was so no. wanky. <laughs> so, ugh, I'm literally Daniel Sloss, edutainment. Yeah, if you, because this is a podcast, you can't see, but I'm literally masturbating into my own mouth. I'm, that's how full of myself I am right now. I'm just filling up my gullet with my own juices because I'm a god. Oh, well, that would distract from my racism and anti-Semitism. <laughs> <laughs> if they listen through yeah. to the end. Oh, the people, we should make medals for anyone who made it this far through the fucking podcast. <laughs> like, I survived Will and Dan. Right. Oh, well, you were there 2014. Oh, yeah. Little Never medals forget. they would wear around their neck, maybe like a cross. I. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's. I was there. I was there for the most self-indulgent podcast there's ever been. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, do you remember what happened halfway through this podcast? It cut out. Yeah, and then we had to come back. Is that not the resurrection? <laughs> did, the po- did the podcast not die and, yeah. and rise again? Uh, yeah, it rose again, and, and people yeah, believed it. Rose it. Again. And now there are people who right. only listen to the first half, <laughs> and some people who only listen. Yeah, don't get obsessed with the first half. We had different opinions in the, the second we've half. We've changed. We've yeah. changed. There's this new guy, Jesus. You'll love him. You'll love him. Um, oh. All right, we should finish up in a minute because, like, okay. it has been long. Well, can I, I can I quickly go to the toilet and well, uh, can you do a cut or? Yeah, we no. Well, let's. Uh, well, you go to the bathroom. Or just keep on. it there. No, hang on. All right, we're back. We and we're a, back after the we longest had, pee I've ever taken. We had a little pause. Yeah, okay. So uh, we, we talked about this off air, but let's bring it on to an on-air conversation because why not? Because <laughs> it was gold. We were we right. were tearing up the kitchen with yeah. this conversation and we thought, you know what? The good people of uh, podcast land need to hear this. Right. Well, it's, it's more like <laughs> I want people to realize that because we've just had this like, you know, hour-long conversation about like, you know, the nature of the universe and the nature of belief. Yep. And like, you know, we've tried to, even though we've both reinforced our own beliefs probably to each other we've yep. we've tried to at least acknowledge that we, we might be wrong right we might be wrong and that there are other people who find other ways and do all that sort of stuff so you think fuck um These when they are so deep right when they turn the microphones off <laughs> imagine how deep they get imagine, then imagine what they really talk about when they have no censorship <laughs> when no <laughs> yeah when they're just free when that mind's yep. free and not concentrate we talked about how long you pee when you're stoned yeah so you were like you, you thought it was a long well you had two series which was one that it was the longest pee you'd ever had in your life yeah, yeah. Or you wondered if you just... Well, no, I, I realise that every time I'm stoned, mm. I realise that whenever I go to the toilet, I pee for so long and there's three possibilities. One, there's a chemical reaction mm-hmm. in the body that does make me change. Maybe I know tobacco can break down things. Maybe I pee more um, or the, as we were saying, you get more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Therefore, that's right. The I think it's the relaxing. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. No, see, I Let bother, you pay I've got other fears that, uh, so it's either that or it's that you, when you're stoned, you pay way more attention mm-hmm. uh, to uh, how long you're paying for because you're there well, and your mind's everything. going. Yeah, you yeah. pay more attention to everything. You're focusing like Sherlock Holmes. And I, I love nothing more than like, and this is, I have a record player and, I love nothing more than just like laying on the couch and closing my eyes mm. and like listening to a record and like really thinking about it. So you're like com- really you're understanding your own mind then. Yeah. Like I, I have the same thing, but I imagine the record that you listen to is quite what, 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 different. Is it music like, or is it, is it song lyrics? Because I find myself doing the same thing. Uh-huh. Uh, I've recently become an Eminem fan. 
Oh yeah, no. Okay, so this is, uh, this is a great topic. I like talking to you. This has been fun. Yeah. Um, so Eminem is I a think, very interesting. Okay, so tell me what you think, and then I'll I'll say what I think. I think he's a genius. Uh-huh. I I agree. I really, really, and I I didn't like Eminem growing up. I'm not a music person. It's a weird thing to say and a weird thing to make. But music's never tickled me. It's not what I, mm-hmm. I I'll listen to it, but I don't follow it like everyone else sort of mm-hmm. does. But my flatmate, Kai, mm-hmm. uh, another comedian, just loved him and it always has. And it was after his new album came out, I started listening to it. And I listened to it at the gym. I listened to it when I was stoned or driving, a lot of times when I was alone. And if you really start listening to the lyrics, I fundamentally disagree with most things he says. Right. Like he I says, agree. He says some things that are so psychopathic and so misogynistic and so whatever. But then some of his songs, it's genius. It's right. not, he's not finding words that rhyme he's telling a story over this entire album uh-huh. over his entire career where he's dissecting life but just because he's a guy that was a fucking drug addict and he's a rapper you i had that middle class uh fucking arrogance of oh well he's not it's not smart you can't be smart truly oh, yeah. he's a genius oh, he's a genius okay so it's very interesting that all the things that you said firstly i absolutely agree with you that he is a genius um, I think that Rap God, that song oh. off that album, is like, yeah. I just like, I can't. The actual Rap God thing, when he goes into the supersonic speech oh. and does that, uh, you just. But the thing is, if you every that supersonic fucking... thing and you break down that sentence, that sentence makes perfect sense. Right. And you just. How... And everything's a fucking joke. Like every line's He's such a fucking a joke. I, I always say there's there's more like he's comedy. wordplay he's like fucking you he's know a genius. he's right. a comic genius some of the the way he twists I think he's got more in, less in common with Snoop Dogg and more in common with Bo Burnham oh okay so in, I will I will take it a step further and which addresses the next bit because in a podcast where we have both talked about the idea of not using certain words of evolving as human beings like there are opinions that he has that are. So so back. offensive to me. Yeah. Like, so not he, what... Yeah, he's genuinely homophobic. Right. He's, he's homophobic and I, he's genuinely misogynist. Yeah. And and talks about regular in the songs, killing his wife, fantasizing right. about killing his wife. Yeah. Like, like, and just that, like, he's making art out of, like, you know, violence to women, which on a, like, a you know, broader level with all these debates that are going on at the time, I'm like, well, this is not something that something I... something you're kind of ashamed of admitting right. that you're an Eminem fan. Because okay. people go... Because I, I have that. People go, why uh-huh. do you like Eminem? He's a misogynist. And I don't have any defense of that. I'm like, right. no, he totally is. Like, he really... Right. But, well, no, I think that's the interesting thing. And this is the more interesting area it is. And I guess it goes back to the very thing that we started this with, yeah. which is the idea that you can enjoy someone's work and you don't have to agree with the work. In fact, if anything, the fact that I react to those bits of those Eminem songs and that I... Like, it provokes in me the idea that, okay, well, I, I don't believe in that. Yeah. And certainly, like, Makes it's not like listening to that song is suddenly like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I, yeah, will, I, yeah. will, I will curb stomp a bitch. Right. You've sold me. Yeah. I've been convinced, Mr. Mathers. Right. The second thing is that it provokes me and says, I wish that he did not do this. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and so, it, as an artist, it makes me think, you know what? Do I'm- better. I've got like, to be yeah, oh. like do what you can do, but also do it better. Like you know, and sometimes you realize you're. I mean, it goes back to your your thing about that joke or whatever. Like sometimes you're saying something that you could just do better. Yeah. You could just do better, we, right? Yeah, yeah, like exactly. The third thing I will say though, and I'll take this back to like trying to understand him and look at somebody's whole body of work mm. context. You know, is that 
at least on this album, and this is not a justification, this is more looking at him as an artist on a journey, is on this album he at least acknowledges where his hatred of women comes from. Like yep. he literally references the fact that like, you know, it's, about, it's, he it references his hatred of women. He references where it's come from. I would like to think that there'll I'm, be a point where maybe he'll move forward through that. Like yeah. I would like to think that. It's in, I can't remember what song it is, but he does. It's uh, talking about how he yeah. It's a, he admits he's misogynistic because he goes, "If anyone were to say the things I say about my daughter, I would be furious." And he admits that he's a hypocrite. Right. And that's why I think he's. A genius because he's the only. Even though he's not admitting he was, he's wrong. He kind of is. Right. He's looking back at previous work, or he's examining. He's saying that sort of thing, and this is what we've come to again, which is that idea of going. And he talks about it in his lyrics the responsibility that he has, and people that who respond to him who couldn't respond to someone who hadn't didn't have those opinions or hadn't been through that struggle yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, this is the idea of that not everyone has all the answers. That I can listen to Eminem and I can listen to what a religious person says and I can listen to what fucking someone inspirational on a podcast says or someone I admire in comedy says or some conversation I have with you or whatever. And I will just try to put all that shit together and think about it into how I should live my yeah. life. Just because you like something doesn't mean that you have to subscribe to every aspect of... of yeah, 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 exactly. There are artists throughout history yeah. that were terrible, terrible people. people. I mean, Gary Glitter, Michael Jackson. Rolf Harris, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> but if you were, like with Rolf Harris, you kind of go, "Yeah, uh, you know what? I, I know mean, he's. I know. I know he's, he's one of ours." And yeah. it just, I mean, Rolf. Hey, look, like we've got. I mean, to be fair, we've stage, got the most pedophile, pedophile, like Savile. Jimmy Savile. I it's mean, now coming out that now they're saying fuck dead people, fuck dead people, which I don't think is worse. By the way, I know this is a controversial <laughs> opinion, but if you fuck a kid, you ruin their life. If you fuck a corpse. No harm, no mm. foul. Oh yeah, no. I honest, I, I I fully agree. It's that right. sort of thing. Like I, there's some things I'm like, why is that worse? It was also right. me and my dad got into this conversation, and he's even fucking a corpse. You know what? Ask any of the kids. Yeah, that what yeah. They'd I, you had me at child fucker. Right. Like it's. I was talking about this with my uh, dad the other day, which is, um, you have you heard? And this is a horrible topic for a podcast, but fucking, you know, Ian Watkins, the guy from Lost Prophets. Oh, the, the story. The, so he was the lead singer of a band called Lost Prophets. Prophets. Weren't that bad, big in Australia? Thank, no, no. But they were, God, big but the, they were very big, big in, in the UK. UK. Uh, and and he was like a horrible... Fucked babies. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's... That, and that's, that's the thing. I need it, to point it's, out... It's what we're talking all about. All joking aside, read the racism. And just, yeah. <laughs> I, I, need I to, cannot make this a joke This baby is... This, I, uh, this podcast is... Anti-fucking babies. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. I will. Ha I will have controversial yeah. opinions till the end of the earth. But, yeah. But I was talking about this with my yeah. dad. Like, um, no one who can't consent. That's just simple rule. You can't fuck your animals. They can't consent. Yeah. You can't fuck anyone who is underage or drunk or in a situation where they can't legally consent. It's, yeah. it's a very fucking simple rule, rule about who you can fuck. We break it so often. Consent. But, but that's my. That's it. That's my, that's why I was arguing with with the Jimmy Savile thing. Um, uh, Jimmy Savile's now a bad example because at the time it turns out he's a much worse person than. Right. With the sort of people who go, oh, he was a pedophile. He fucked uh, the age of consent in the UK is sixty. So he fucked a fifteen year old. Did you say sixteen? Sixteen in the UK. It age. honestly sounded to me like you said sixty. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Before then, we're just oh, <laughs> you've got to really want to do it. It's yeah, no, no, sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but to me, like, if, if I found out someone <laughs> fucked a, like, there was a case where an 18-year-old fucked a 15-year-old. Right. And he was branded a pedophile. And I'm mm -hmm. like, 
Yeah, yeah, l- technically, legally, sure. but in my head, what you're walking ten times worse. Like oh, there's yeah, so many, there's yeah. so, there's there's levels of wrong. Things aren't right and wrong. It's not a black or white. It's a scale. Like it's right and wrong. There's definitely like totally okay and totally totally uncool. And fucking a fifteen year old as a nineteen year old, not cool, not cool, not cool, not cool. But fucking. Babies, but anyone who's so the worst thing right. you can ever do. Anyone to, who's ever watched Law and Order knows there's murder one, there's murder two, there's yeah. murder. Like I mean, there's even degrees of murder. Yeah, yeah. There's Guess what? There's no degrees of fucking a baby. No, no. Like it's literally there's no. It's, and it's the thing, even it's, saying this, it's like un- terrible, so uncomfortable it? because you're I, like, right. As a comic, you have that right. thing of it. I. That's horrible. Like I mean, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, people at home just. People are listening to this podcast genuinely going, right. please don't say anything offensive. Right. Like, that's something I fundamentally cannot, under any circumstance, condone even. Because it's, it's so bad. But then again, th- but that's my point I make. I have that vehement reaction to that story. Right. But when I hear a story about an 18-year-old fucking a 15-year-old, it's so much less. I'm like, oh, shit, but like horrible. Right. But it's nowhere near as... I'm an, I will I I can make I'm comfortable making jokes about right. the 18 and the 15 year old. It's wrong, but I'll make the jokes. Here's one of the things that we talked about at the start, which was the idea of like you know privilege and being born with an inherent sense of sexism and whatever. Yeah, I'm going to give you an example of something that we're talking about right now. Male teacher fucks a female student. I know. Yeah, it's right? disgusting. Disgusting. Worst thing you can do. Female teacher. Fucks a male student. Legend. Legend. Right? <laughs> but that is, again, an example of the fact that... Fundamentally flawed thinking like, that most of us have. That is a minor who is not in a legal position to make their own choices. Now, we've conceded as a society that kids who aren't in a position to make their own decent choices can make stupid choices together. Right? Yes. Legally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, if, if you're someone's, 14... Right. If someone's legally able to do something, they're not meant to do it with someone who's not legally able to do something. That's kind of what we're... Essentially the There's kind a lot of, of laws that are debatable. Right. Like... Uh, and that's not one of them. No. <laughs> like, right? We can debate the marijuana law and even the any drugs. Right. We can debate that to the end of the... Well, the reason we can debate it is there are people... There are places where it's legal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, we don't even... We're, we're literally sitting in a place where, we where can, it's legal. This conversation like, stems from right. the legal use... Of if such there was, things. If there was somebody sitting in a place doing a podcast where, like, it was legal to fuck a baby, right? Again, I don't mean to say this. No, but I mean... No, no, but, I fully agree. But this is the point I'm trying to make is that would be a debate you could have, but that's never... It's never okay. Never it's, okay. Uh, but I totally agree. We do have that reaction to... Uh, and it's that's one of the bullshit anti-feminist arguments I sort of hear occasionally, which is the standard one, the one that blows my mind with anger, is, oh yeah, women are feminists until it comes to paying for the meal or opening a door. And you go, you've got feminism and chivalry right. mixed up entirely. Completely mixed up. Like, it's paying for that and opening the door, like, fundamentally, and this is the thing I'll say where this is another thing I think is fundamentally wrong about me. I will always pay for a meal. And that is technically, if we look back on it, wrong. I have an inbuilt thing in me where I will always uh, open the door. This isn't me wanking myself off saying I'm such a great person, but it's one of the things we were saying, it comes from a, you think you're doing a good thing, but it comes from a negative place. And the sort of thing where you open a door for a woman, you pay for the meals, you do all, you're the protector, you're the gatherer. That is a good attitude to have, but comes from originally 
a place where women were inferior right. and men were meant to protect. Right. Although also, we still do live in a society where men earn a lot more money than women. So chances oh, yeah, 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 are, yeah, yeah, chances yeah. are it might yeah. just be on but the... That's, that's no, but argument. I, okay, like, no, but I agree with you, which is... Because uh, I am a... Pay, I've been lucky enough, and I, I've talked about this before, and I'm not ashamed to say this, but I've been lucky enough that for most of my life, for most of my friends, I have... Been had a capacity to pay for things more easily than they have had that capacity. I'm the same. I'm the guy that pays not right. because it's well. You're young and thing. successful, so yeah. like a lot of your friends or whatever are still finding a their way in their journey day. or whatever. Right? It's a thing I yeah. enjoy. I, en- I enjoy. Right. My, I'm a terrible person, and the only time I feel good is when I'm helping my friends right. and being nice. Yeah, and I've always done that as well. And like, and it's great that moment where your friend gets to a point in their life and their career where suddenly you go out to lunch and they pick up the yeah. check or whatever, right? And then you make jokes to them. You're like, oh, boat time, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Banner between friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's only been 20 yeah. years, dickhead. Then you bring out a book that you've been keeping. Yeah, just, uh, I've got all of our receipts. Yeah. So you owe me 20,000 more meals. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel like we're even. Don't feel like, like I know yeah. this is a celebration, right. but I really, right. the reason you are where you are now okay. is purely because of me. Yeah. Okay. Minus just, one. <laughs> You have so far to go to earn my friendship. <laughs> you are forever in my debt, but you don't even come right. close. Yeah, a thousand other meals and I start to get nicer. But until then, <laughs> I can be the shitty friend of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, but it's like, I, but I agree with what you're saying, Re, because I've had that even in like Did non- you say Re instead of Ari? Would you say what, I would on. say Ari What do you mean Like you know Because it's on an email It comes from there Like oh I need to talk to you Ari I don't even know What Ari stands for I just thought it was In reference to So it was like maybe. Re As in oh, like Well maybe I'm totally yeah. wrong then Because I always say Ari Like oh uh, I need to talk to you Ari Sellers tonight And then Maybe it is Really re. Yeah because it's in reference to right. So surely, so there's surely a lot it's of, rare then this is just a rare. lot of, Well no Because like it's just that Re I've always thought of it as it re, but I'm not sure. I've never had this discussion with anybody. No so people say Ari. Or, I need to talk to you, Ari, the wedding this weekend. I need to talk to and you, I would Ari. say, like, I need to talk Rare. to you, re the wedding. Not re, re the wedding. Re this the wedding. Re- oh, my God. Hang on. Who's- I'm gonna, now I'm going to have to get the computer and actually <laughs> see. Oh, uh, and this is a perfect example of this podcast, having a really in-depth discussion, and now we're going, anagrams. I need to know. <laughs> oh, this is important. Because like, I say... I say, oh, do you say omg instead of omg? <laughs> no. Well, I try not to say it. <laughs> to, to be honest, I try not to say it. No, think on. about it. It's but not I would say ruffle. Ruffle. Yeah. Right. yeah. LMAO. Oh, yeah. LMAO, yeah. Ruffle copter. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Lol. We'll just... I don't say lol. I say lol. Yeah, but some people say LOL, yeah. don't they? And those people are pricks. Okay, it's here we go. Re, I'm going to look up Wikipedia for Re. <laughs> it's, love, like, it's like, it's also, like, I love that we live in we a were, world. We where were being really nice and we were trying to basically uh, pick ourselves apart and point out that we are deeply human, yeah. deeply flawed human beings. And oh. now we're like, what does this two letter thing stand for? No, but I think this is the point. I trust <laughs> the audience. They go, these fucking dickheads. Like, why would I trust what they think? Like, yeah. I trust that of the audience. And that's, again, it comes back to that thing of going I am fine with me smoking pot on a fucking TV show because it's me because it's me I'm not saying that you make your own choices about the choices I make in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you want to judge me, as long as you yourself has made the decision to judge right. me, fine. I'm fine with me. Okay, here we go. Oh no, hang on, that's the wrong one. Oh 
Oh no, that's the tension on, is no, palpable. Hang on, so people are on buses on the edge of their seats. Hang on, no, there's really like quite a lot of re's. That's the, oh, hang on, re email. Sorry, that re email is actually the third re complexity. The set of recursively innumerable languages is choice number one. Re automobile, the defunct Rhodesian race car constructor, constructor is the second, and re email. That's where I'm going to get to. Re- reply. Oh, it's reply. Hang on, hang on. Wonder, I need to answer you. All right. Reply. Reply. So, what did I say in reference to? Well, that's almost the same. Okay, re. Uh, indicates that a reply to that message is this is not an abbreviation, being the ablative form of it's la- not the Latin res. It means in the matter of. Oh, so, so I was pretty much right. In so it is, so. It is re, reply, re, re. Yeah, oh. re. Uh, so anyone out there who says, Ari, you are wrong like me, you fucking moron. Yeah, but it doesn't actually have a pronunciation. No, but it does because it's not an anagram, therefore it's not re. Right. It's, it's uh, yeah, short so from it's like, reply. So right. it is def- definitely re. It's definitely re. Well, so maybe you're right. It's definitely re. Re. <laughs> reply. <laughs> Oh no, friends. Do you Re- say do you say reply or replay? Reply. Oh, I do be America because that yeah, yeah replay. replay. Okay, yeah. Re- aluminum. You fucking morons. <laughs> that one doesn't even really seem to spell properly. Aluminum. Oh no, it? aluminum is one of the ones where you're like, you're totally wrong. Yeah, and you this just... isn't. And it's also the fact that they're like, no, mathematics is short for math. You know, yeah, no, math. no, no, there's an S. It's plural. It's Ram. mathematics. That's why we call it maths. Oh, yeah. Maths, not math. There's not one math. Did you know that um, this is interesting because I talked to Rove about this in the podcast and we were talking about the word tidbit and apparently uh, that's an American, like I've learned since the podcast. And again, this is the whole point I was trying to say is I don't think that I know everything. Sometimes I do a podcast and I say, did they change it from tidbit to tidbit? And I'm, and then we joke about that and, and then everyone on the internet goes, yeah, no, that is exactly what happened. Yeah. No, it turns out that it was tidbit. And the tit Americans, bit. yeah, it's tit bit. Like as in like, you know, a little, not, not a bit of your tit. Right. You gestured towards yeah. your breast. I was like, it's a tit. Let me... No, like a, a little tidbit. Tid like a little, uh, yeah. you no, know. I know the reference. I just right. didn't know where it came from. It used to be called tit bit, but now it's tid bit because the Americans were offended by... It's political correctness gone mad. Yeah. All right. We need That's to finish up. But before we finish, we need to talk about Tinder because that was the only thing that before we started this odyssey of a podcast <laughs> that we decided... That we were literally like, we should talk about Tinder. Yeah. Because... The reason Before that this I, podcast, we only had one thing to talk about, and right. now we've talked about everything and finished yeah. none of them. Everything but <laughs> In the, conclusion, <laughs> nothing we've talked about. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the reason I like, wanted to talk to you about it is that we've speculated about Tinder a lot on this podcast recently because, you know, it's a modern thing that everybody seems to be doing. Yep. You are, to my knowledge, the first person that I've had on the podcast who's actually kind of like officially tindered. Yes. Is that what you call it? Yeah, I, I've tindered. I absolutely love Tinder. I think it's phenomenal. It's uh, given me some of the funnest experiences uh, in my life. Not just sexually. Right. But in general, uh, yeah, it's... Okay, uh, so tell, okay, firstly, here's, I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Okay. But the first one I'm going to ask you is this. You're like a popular, like, you know, stand-up comedian now. Like, you've been on Conan's show like three times. Yep. Like, you've... You know, had a you you're doing some great things in like the UK. Yeah. Like, you know, things are going pretty well for you, right? Yeah. Is there not like an element of like people will know that I'm like Daniel Sloss off the telly on Tinder? Occasionally, yeah. Like I think a lot of my that's what I I mean, we're going pretty deep into this quickly. That's why I think I have had such a good experience of Tinder. Uh-huh. Uh because a lot of the girls who I've met on it have recognized me. But 
it's been a po- it, it was negative like, I didn't want it to be right. I, I don't like being recognised in that way like you know I don't want them to fucking th- think slash know that I'm a monster uh-huh. but it's good in the way that there's they just have an inherent trust then like it's not like you're making that's why I think I've had so many Tinder sort of dates from it is because you're not going out and making out with a stranger uh-huh. like you're going out and meeting someone that you've seen so it's the chance of murder is so much less with me oh my god in theory that is a like good that's point. what they think no hang on let's not make those sort of jokes anymore <laughs> that's reinforcing yeah, yeah. the culture okay. of violence oh god damn it I've done it again I've done it again <laughs> <laughs> It's these flippant comments that 30 years down the line, someone's going to call me on and I'm going to be like, ah, yeah. shit, I'm an asshole. Hey, remember when back on that podcast? Yeah, remember when you said it was okay? I'm like, ah, shit, uh, I'm a horrible person. So tell me now like, about the process of how it works because a lot of people, like what is the understanding do you think of people who are on Twitter? Are there people on there for genuine relationships or is it like a hookup thing? Or I, both? Both. Right. I, I know people, I've got friends who have ended up in a relationship from Tinder. I think it's all about how you uh, approach it. The reason I think Tinder is phenomenal is because of, uh, there's, it's, people got it's disgusting. No, it's not. It's, it's the most honest thing in the world. Like, and it's, for me, I, I cannot approach women in the bar. Mm-hmm. It scares the shit of me. Sure. I can get on stage in front of 3,000 people, not by an eyelid. Approaching women in the bar makes me shit myself like something uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. No, no, I understand. Yeah. But in this, it's not, because, and the reason I won't approach women in the bar, and the same reason that I enjoy comedy so much, is the fear of rejection. That's what right. comedy is. That's why you become a good uh-huh. comedian, because you're scared of being terrible. You're scared of sure. audiences not laughing. In a bar, I won't approach women because I'm, scared of rejection uh-huh. on tinder there is no fear of rejection because in even order to talk to the other person they have to have said yes so that's that that's that fear gone they've swiped right right they all i already know that they're interested in me in a bar they could be married they could be in a relationship right they could be that's okay so here's, here's what's attractive about it to me is that element that you've just like uh, stumbled upon there which is i don't want to annoy anyone yeah, it's like yes. I don't want to be like that hey, dude who's uh, like, and because maybe she's just out with her friends, or maybe like she is in a relationship, or like, my, like you don't want to be like that dick guy that she goes, "Hey, remember when like blah he blah blah." He interrupted huh? our deep conversation. Right. I was talking about my dad just died, and it was an emotional play. And then this that's chauvinistic what, pig came up and tried to buy me. That's a why I don't want to be a co- comedy dickhead in public at a bar. Like you've all agreed to be here. Yeah. Like I can be a dickhead for like an hour. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like to be a dickhead. Yeah. If you're expecting dickheads. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're here spending your hard-earned dickhead dollar to see me dance Be like a dickhead. dickhead. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I agree. Okay. So that's good. I, I like that uh, uh, that element of it. That's why I enjoy. Okay. And it's honest. Like it's this bullshit. Thing, and I might be entirely wrong. There mm. may be people at home who are about to scream at what I say, and I might be wrong. And please uh-huh. feel free to educate Mate, me. And again. I think this is like one of those things where I openly say that I'm not sure that this period of time where it's legal to smoke pot or this period of time where people are going on the internet and just hooking up with people and stuff, maybe it's the end of civilization. Maybe it's. Maybe you're fucking maybe right. Maybe 40 years' time, my yeah. little kid's going to look up at me and go, Dad, justify Tinder. And I'm going to be like, fucking can't. Jermaine, wherever I come from. You know what, by yeah. the way? Like, fucking the 70s happened. The 60s and the 70s yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, people sometimes it- shit. Yeah, they do shitty things. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying there won't be a time where suddenly they go, oh, you know what? Being, pop being legal was a terrible idea. Yeah. But yeah. I'm glad that, like, I, at least when I, it was, I, I was like. Yeah. <laughs> 
believe me, I love Tinder more than anything. <laughs> okay, that's good. I'm, I'm into that. So then what, tell me about, like, I don't need you to divulge, like, uh, you know, intimate details or anything like that, but tell me about, like, a good experience that's happened out of Tinder. I've had several good experiences from Tinder because, obviously, with this job, you travel a lot, you meet new people. Um, okay, so I think that's probably... And it, like a thing that appeals to me as well is the idea that sometimes, like, I mean, you like, don't want to go out to a bar, you right. don't know any good bar, you don't know that you're going to meet anyone, you don't know it's going to be a social, but you're going to walk down a street that you've never been before. Right. Whereas on this, if you meet up with someone, you've got a chance to. Right. You, I, I mean, like, I'm in Cleveland for a week. Like it's Tuesday night, much more chance of you going, hey, do you want to go and have a drink somewhere and have a good time than like go to some random place and hope, and hope that, that someone, someone you have knows. something in common it's, with is out on a Tuesday in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, no, that makes sense. Positive Tinder experiences right. for me have been met most most of my mm-hmm. Tinder experiences. Mm-hmm. And I don't want oh, I also don't want to make this sound like I'm a god of Tinder that it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. It's I've had a few successes, right. but they've all been such enjoyable. And the thing I like about Tinder, for me, this mm-hmm. may not be other people's experiences, is I think most relation I mean I'm I'm on a, I'm twenty three, so I'm obviously anti relationship. Right. Um I Tinder allows you to create positive experiences with no negativity, which is rare. Every, every relationship you ever have, regardless of what type of relationship it is, unless it lasts until you die or they die, normally is a negative experience. That's every relationship. Unless I mean, technically you would argue even if it lasts until they die eventually. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you've killed them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's like... Yeah. But it's it's every relationship. You, oh, I hated him. He lied right. to me, or I hated her. She was a bitch. Uh-huh. A lot. Fifty percent of marriages end in divorce. Ninety sure. percent of relationships under the age of twenty-five end. Uh-huh. That's those are facts. Mm-hmm. Whereas Tinder, for me, like I here's the story. I went. I was in Denver. I met this girl on Tinder. Uh, it was one of my first ever Tinder dates. Met up, and I went. I'm new to Denver. I don't know anything. She's like, I'll give you your tour guide. We met. We walked down the street. She showed me around. We went for a meal. We had a couple of drinks. She came to my gig that night. And we developed a genuine... It was so much right. fun. It was so much fun. And then that night, yes, we did have sex. We yeah. got down to it. Uh, and that was also amazing. But because we knew it was such a thing... That is now just a positive memory. Right. Because we knew at the start... Right. This is what it is. This is what it is. And you are literally a comedian coming to town as well. Yeah. So there's not even like... It's not even all we right. could have been. Da, da, da. Yep. And it... We even agreed that in the long term we uh-huh. wouldn't we wouldn't have worked out. Argue, like right. we, we disagreed in that a lot. Yeah, which is also a thing that we have to acknowledge about the fucking universe, though, as well. Is the idea that like you can have something really in common with some like and person, not be their soulmate, and then not be the person that you want to spend the rest you, of your life with. You, you can, in fact, it would make it worse if yeah, you spent more time together. You can only together. enjoy people's company yeah. for a certain period of time. Right. Sometimes you find people whose company you uh-huh. enjoy more. But with her, like the thing we, we agreed and I said to her is. Now, no matter what happens, because we know this ends tomorrow, because we know this is always a positive memory. Right. Twenty years time when she still remember. Yeah, twenty years right. time when she's married or I'm married, uh-huh. and I've got a wife I hate, uh-huh. and two kids, and right. I'm a shitty person. Sure. There's nothing but every other relationship I look back on uh-huh. that I've ever had. There's always the oh, and she did this. That's right. why we broke up, or oh, she dumped me. She broke my heart. Mm. One of the genuinely only relationships I have where I'm like, 
that was just a great day. Right. That was just a great uh-huh. thing. And that's what I think you can have positive. Yeah. But I think it will be that that has destroyed your marriage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the when fact that you have idealized this girl yes, so yeah. much over the years that you can't actually love the person that you're with. You because- weren't the same as the one day relationship in Denver, whatever her name was. I, I know all I know. Well, that's kind of like the essentially what you're describing, though, is that idea of that, that movie trilogy that Ethan Hawke. Uh, before sunset before sunrise before midnight or whatever it was because they were like you know it's literally the first movie is just a couple on a magical one night thing and that's that's you don't all disney stories all disney princess stories end before they've been married for 15 years right that's why it's a happy ending yeah because it ends in marriage it doesn't start in marriage That's why Disney are a good film. Can you imagine if fucking Cinderella went on for another hour yeah, after they got married? No one wanted to just say. Just her going, yeah. You just hit the husband coming home and her going, where have you been? I've been slaying dragons and shit to put shit on this fucking table. You all the time. I'm not even sure that's my fucking. You slept for 20 years, so don't you give me a fucking hard time about me not working, you lazy bitch. That uh, scene's not in the film uh, because that's not. <laughs> no one wants to say Cinderella too. This time it's personal. <laughs> Yeah, just him sitting there going, I got new shoes today. I don't oh, care. They like what? You right. never know what's the new things about. Right. Those- you used to love my shoes. Remember when you would search throughout the entire Kingdom. realm yeah. to find the person yeah. who did those? Where's my car keys? You lose everything. You lose it. I'm always looking for your shit, Cinderella. Every fucking day get a journal get a basket that you put that's that's what cinderella 2 is that's why those films don't exist because they're sad sad. oh well that's as good a note as any to finish a podcast um probably the longest podcast that we've done um i thoroughly enjoyed it yeah it was fantastic people can find you people everyone's going to want to find you for good or for bad reasons at the (laughs) end of this well my lord thinks i look forward to your religious hate no no I think you'll be fun you've done a good job um, so uh, where do I find you where do people find you on Twitter uh, I think it's Daniel underscore Sloss S-L-O-S-S and uh, they can find you on cli- Tinder they can find you on Tinder <laughs> if you're in a local area if you're within 20 miles uh, what, they, they can find your stuff on YouTube if they want to watch you they can find all your Conan sets and yep. stuff you've done in the yeah, UK yeah. and stuff like that um, this will come out uh you know what? Seeing that I talked about the newspaper article that was out today, it'll probably come out in the next couple of days. Sweet. So is there any gigs or something either here in LA or anywhere else that like back in the UK? Edinburgh? You're doing it's Edinburgh? Edinburgh, Edinburgh Fringe is probably the... Um, okay, so let's talk about Edinburgh because that's good because I can plug the fact that I am now going to Edinburgh between the 8th and the Yay! 18th. You're going to do some set lists, some prompter and fan fiction and like late night gigs and have some fun, see some shows. Mm. Like I've never really done a festival where, I, I mean, because I'm going to do lots of gigs and stuff, but I don't have to do my own show. No fear. Like everyone, all, no, I, yeah. The thing that I always realise about the Melbourne Comedy Festival is, and look, I've been very lucky that like, you know, my show is obviously successful there, but I also realise that the girl who's handing out the flyers for my show is having a much more fun festival than I am because she's going out every night, yep. she's drinking the hi-fi, she's She's handing out some. Fl- she's fucking loving her life, and I'm yeah. like, I should go home. I've got to keep my voice. I've got to make sure that I do the comedy tomorrow. Right. So, 
I'm not going to be that person in Edinburgh. I'm going to be a fun person. So if anyone wants to have fun, who's going to be in Edinburgh, uh, I will be there. Yeah, no, you've got to... Um, yeah, but so I, tell people about your show, though. Because I mean, not that you need to, but like, if there's people who are listening to this and they want to come and see you, it's like, what's your show called? The show's called Really. Really? Okay, mm, that's good. Mm. I like that. Where's it on? Uh, it's under the EICC um, at eight. You have Google. Like, that's okay. What, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's fine. One thing I was for people. You know what? Like, you're on at Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. I'm on yeah. At Edinburgh. You have Google. If you want to see yeah, me no. that bad, it's you good shouldn't pun. follow the first hurdle. No, it's a good point. <laughs> That's I good. want you to want to If you only right. want to come see me If I give you all of the information right. You're not the kind of person I want on my show I want right. you to really want To come and see me No, no, I appreciate that <laughs> Yeah, work it out I, I, I always like to think of that I always like to think That the audience Have already passed the test Yeah, yeah, pass the test right. Go on Google Know how to use Google right. Have some desire to see me And then come see me And you know what If yeah. you get to Google And you get bored Halfway through Daniel And you're like Ah, don't come to the show Right, you won't keep up With the jokes It's not for you <laughs> It's not something you'll enjoy, and I don't want you to waste money right. on something you'll and not also, enjoy. And also, yeah, right, because here's the thing. I, I don't hate laugh. you. Yeah. Go and find something that you like. Just If you're not going to like me, me yeah. that's fine. There's other people. There's so, especially during Edinburgh, there's, there's so hates. many. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, live yeah. in, there's so many other No, you're options. right. I agree with Unless you. Unless I'm your favourite, don't come. <laughs> 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 it's a unique mark. Yeah. Like you, you Unless I'm the center of your universe, you can fuck off. That's not my philosophy at all. Please come see me. I need the money. Uh, mate, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you very much.